You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my good hosts uh, Dylan and Jim. What's going on, gentlemen? Hi, hello. It it's is definitely uh, not like the fifth time we tried to record this. Oh, yeah, no, Mike. We didn't discuss uh, what was it, Jimmy? Again? Well, I taught um, Pierce and Dylan oh. uh, what pushing P means. So uh, I don't think I could have said that in a more white way. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what a time to be alive. That's what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. like how you said that, like, taught me, like, I'm some kind of boomer. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta get taught how to push P. It's a big deal. You can't well, just be told. My name starts with a P, man. I, I didn't need to be taught how that be done. Anyways. Hey, we, we push a PJ's cast. Push a PJ's cast. Do we already have the title? I think we do. We might. Um, so, uh, hockey. Yeah. Uh, hockey. <laughs> Yeah, that that thing we Black talked Hawks about. Blackhawks are doing times. things that are not terrible on the ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. surprisingly, yeah, hey, they're um, man, I've actually been able to catch a lot of the last couple of games. They look like enjoyable. Like this reminds me of this um, game in particular was enjoyable. Like just the crowd, yeah. the atmosphere. That's probably the most fun game. Like when you combine all that, like the atmosphere and just like the game. Like since that St. Louis game back in November, I think. You know, that- speaking of that, one of my favorite just little moments of the season is uh, okay. We can talk about the. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys already talked about this in the last podcast, but uh, Philip Kershaw's OT goal. Oh, yeah, we talked. you guys did a conversation about that. The glorious fucking. We're just gonna throw. I'm sorry. Bill Kershaw just has a knack for getting thrown into the net because it happened the game after that. <laughs> yeah, I I was surprised he didn't get injured from that. I was watching the, uh, oh, the highlights to catch that part. He's he's a little Iron Man. He's the he is the butters of the Chicago Blackhawks because he just seems like such a nice fellow, but he always gets hurt and just thrown into the net. Stop. I'm sorry, that reaction <laughs> meme, that reaction meme from the Montreal game is so butters. Now that I think about it. Just, uh, just like just so happy and then it's like butters, you are grounded, mister. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's um, that's fucking what the <laughs> <part of> that? <laughs> I'm a <laughs> No, I'm amazed that you thought of that. Wow. 
The best part of that game is not that they won 3 nothing and Marc-Andre Fleury got a shutout, but Marc-Andre Fleury, they're in the middle of the scrum, and he pulls off the helmet of Sam Steele. That's just... I love Marc-Andre Fleury so much. Dude. I really don't deserve him, but I'm so glad he's here. You got to thank him for doing that, honestly. I would love Marc-Andre Fleury to take off my helmet. I'm sorry. Flower is Crawford with more swagger, and I can't love it more. I'm sorry. This dude, when he's on... You're not getting a goal pass in. It's simple as that. Like, this dude has so much swagger to his game. He covers so much of the net, which helps the defense on so many other levels. Also, you could tell the defense is that, like, especially with all the COVID protocols and shit and the, the next man up mentality, like, these guys want to play for Flurry. Like, the amount of block shots we've seen in the last, I don't know, four or five games or so, just they are really starting to p- want to play for this team and play for this coach and play for these players, which is something yeah. I see coming out of the break. And I I wanted to touch back on Phil Kershev real quick because I feel like he's been one of the most consistent depth blocks since coming out of that break. He's been good even in the blowouts. And it's nice to see, like, obviously, that if he can keep that consistency up, that's huge. Because I'm sorry, Phil Kershev's playing like an NHL player right now. The goal or the assist he had against Columbus, uh, the overtime winning goal that he had against Montreal, that's bonkers what it was. But I just, he was like, the way he's playing at five on five, the way he's playing in possession, the way he plays with the puck, it's stuff that you want other players on your team to gravitate towards. And now that the stars are starting to go, it's just, this is kind of what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the year, I feel like. No, really. Yeah. It's, it seemed like a team that was primed to really buy in as they were and uh, to carry that, that momentum. Uh, we all know where that went. But I, I think last night you you nailed it, Schmitty, that they want to play for each other. That's the biggest thing that I uh, – oh, nice big swig right there. <laughs> but, uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta, oh, hydrate after spitting all those facts, though. <laughs> We're gonna get that sponsorship. Immediately bro. goes wow. for, the, for the for the Fanta. All right, um, <laughs> but yeah. um, it, it it looks like a team that wants to play for each other. It looks, I've for the last three years, the biggest criticism I I, I think I could give this team is that they just never looked motivated. They never looked like they ever wanted to play for each other. Which I, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I, I think it's more so, uh, not uh, a lack of wanting to play for each other, but a wanting to play for their coach. Um, Derek King, um, not perfect at all as an NHL coach expected. You know, he's in his first year. He's, you know, he can be a good head coach down the line, I'm sure. But um, in his first year, more than anything, he's shown that he can motivate this team. And last night, plays like the Hagel goal, where it's just mad chaos, and they're doing everything they can to not be scored on. And then, you know, it, Ends up with one of the most exciting goals of the year. Um, for the Blackhawks, I said that would be my favorite for sure. Not a question. Um, and it's just kind of where the team needs to be. They've needed to be there, and here they are. Um, a little, you know, a little too late, but, you know, it's a big step for them. It really is. Uh, too late to make the play. Sorry, Mike. Uh, give me one second. But, uh, yeah, no, um, it's not, not too late at all, but I'd say uh, in terms of making the playoffs – yeah, I'd say maybe a little too late there, but I guess, you know, never say never. In terms of a team trying to build chemistry, this is the step you want to see them take. And I it, yeah. like, I, I just feel like with Derek, 
you have to give a huge shout out to Mark Crawford as well. Derek King has been so good at just talking to the players and kind of easing their confidence or not easing their confidence, but boosting their confidence in a way. Easing them. Yeah. 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 And like just telling them to play their game. Like, I mean, one of the best descriptions of that would be Seth Jones. I mean, Seth Jones has been incredible under Derek King since he's taken over. And Mm -hmm. part of that, I feel like has to, I feel like one of the big shout outs to the team's, because they're over 500 under Derek King, technically. Yeah, they're 14, 9, and 3, I think. Yes. And yeah. I, a huge shout-out of that, and I think we brought this up on the podcast before, is Mark Crawford. Because Mark Crawford's defensive systems... He's really the seen... guy running the things behind the scene where Derek King's mm-hmm. kind of like the figurehead, like, goes out and... It is like a president of hockey ops, general manager situation. You've got one guy, you know, calling the shots, and one guy to go to the press for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what Mark Crawford's told these guys. I don't know if it's something Derek King's told them, but he had – I know Mark Crawford's in charge of the defense at least, and the defense has been revitalized in these last 20 games. And I don't think we've seen the defense this good since 2017. And they didn't have arguably their two best defensemen in McCabe and Jones, and they looked fantastic. Like, this is what we've seen from the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's exactly why I was hoping this team could be for the last few years. You don't have to have the best personnel. You just need to play for each other. It's it yeah. really, and it's much more, you know, much easier said than done. But they have the personnel to be a, to have a solid defense, and now they're actually doing it. What a crazy concept! But it's yeah. th- they're making do of like it's it's some days, it's some games. It's it feels like they have scraps out there. They don't have a great defense, but they play well. They play well enough, that's for sure. I know. Um, I know Pierce is a big fan of Jakob Galvin. Oh no, that's Wally. Thanks, buddy. That's Wally. That's Wally. Who has been incredible right there, by the way. Like, he's a guy. Oh, I'm sure Pierce likes him too, but um, the way Wally likes Galvis makes um, makes me look I hate, look like I hate Brandon Sod. So, I, I mean, uh, it's – Jakob Galvis has stepped into his role very well. I feel like Riley Stillman's been extremely good over these last – And he's, like, mm-hmm. some offensive player too, Riley Stillman. Oh, Stillman's been great. That pass to Brinkett in Columbus was perfect. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you want from a – you know, a, a you know bottom four defenseman. And this guy is signed for one point three or so for the next three years. If he can, can kind of continue to develop that offensive game and also his defensive game, just well around his game, like that's a very good contract to, for. I don't know if he's gonna be more than a third pairing defenseman, but that's still pretty good. That's good enough. Yeah, especially with a team that um, it's a big question mark. At least what the left side is gonna look like at least next year. Um, besides McCabe. I, it's nice to see guys like Galvis and Caleb Jones and Riley Stillman. Um, all these guys are stepping in and they're playing their role extremely well. And I think it's going to get to the point where one of these guys is going to have to go on waivers when everyone gets healthy. And I, trade. trade probably would be more likely. Uh, you're right, Pierce. But I, if Galvis keeps playing the way he's playing, I, I find it very hard for them to set it down. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Do you think Gustafson... You know, might be on the move eventually. I know that he's played very well. I think they should try you know? to trade him just because he's so, such a cheap defenseman at $800,000 that even if you don't get, like, a second or a third, you can still get, like, well, a pick. And he's not playing – like, when Philly moved him uh, to Montreal uh, last deadline, that wasn't that wasn't Montreal, like, you know, begging for Eric Gustafson, you know, you know, bending over to try to get him. Um, this is Gustafson playing well. Gustafson was very bad in Philadelphia. He's been very good here. So I I have a 
feeling he might be moved again, and I think they can actually get I something. I think they should like, try to move him again. Like you got to move yeah. all these UFAs. That you're they might get a third for him again. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think this would be this would be the third deadline in a row that he's <laughs> he's traded. Oh, that's tough. He's just, he's just one of those guys where he's like a journeyman. Where he's a journeyman, yeah. Know, even though he's been in Chicago for most of his career, like he went mm. to Philadelphia and then obviously Montreal now back in Chicago, and he had that yeah. like brief season stint with the Islanders, but again now he's back here. In he's Chicago. our uh, he's our poor man's eye. Uh, it's our poor man's eye. Uh, David, yes, thank you. That was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, he's our poor man's David Perron. He's always coming back here. Because what, David Perron, like, left, what, two times St. Louis? Because I think mm-hmm. the expansion draft. Left to, left to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's right. He got traded. No, wait, wait. No, he got traded no, to Edmonton. Signed with Edmonton. Yeah, signed yeah. with Edmonton, traded to Pittsburgh, traded to Anaheim. For Carolina, uh, by the way. I think went back to St. Louis at that point. Yeah, then got picked by Vegas. And then signed with St. Louis again. Holy. And he's and been finally, dynamite, he crazily. Gets, yeah, and then he finally gets a cup out of it, and now he's weirdly doing better than he ever has before. Yeah, I, I... David Perron is a freak of nature kind of situation. He, he's kind of just gotten better as time went on. Yeah, he's like one he, of the rare players that just age, is like a fine one and just ages better with the... Well, it's weird because David Perron's trajectory was kind of, you know, it's up and down. He was so good. He, he goes down a bit... Uh, just you know, kind of peters out a little bit. I be- he had a good season with Vegas, I believe. Yeah. With his year, I think he wasn't the greatest in the regular season with St. Louis. I forget. Either way, he just shot he back up. Run? Yeah, and then he just Ron's hasn't been a top scorer on St. Louis since he's gotten back. At least. See, okay, that's my bad memory then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, no, just all the more impressive then. Just oh, the fact yeah, that no, he's David Perron yeah. had a renaissance in Vegas, and he hasn't looked back. That's just at least what I've gotten out of David Perron. I don't, I don't mean to interject, but oh, that's what yeah, twenty points, twenty-five games this season. Last year he had fifty-eight points in fifty-six games, then sixty points in the seventy-one games before COVID, and then the year they won the cup, forty-six points in fifty-seven games, and then his one year in Vegas he had sixty-six points in seven games. I don't give a shit. I love David Perron. He's so sick. <laughs> He's consistently one of the dirtiest players in the league. Perron is like the guy we're talking about now. <laughs> it's always about David Perron. How can we uh, make this about David Perron? <laughs> what's crazy is that David Perron didn't work in Pittsburgh. Like that's crazy to think about. Yeah, you think he would have just balled off with Crosby long term. Yeah, but it turns out he's on there because he got traded for Hagelin and then they won the cup. They yeah, he was the problem. He was the problem. Uh, David Perron, locker room cancer. David Perron was the problem. Yeah, he was the locker room cancer. <laughs> Dare uh, I start an agenda? I'm going to purposefully spread false information on the internet. All right. Um, let's, so Lucas Reichel, got, <laughs> Lucas Reichel got sent down. Um, I think that's the right thing. Uh if you look at the stats, which obviously don't matter because it's all about the eye test, like mm-hmm. they weren't mm-hmm. amazing, but you saw some chances. I think it was he that, looked good. He looked that, good in that Montreal yeah. game where I think he had a look on the power print. I'm like, okay, this guy is definitely be some special. He even had that chance against Lucas Dostel, Lucas on Lucas Crime, where he just got robbed. But I, I think obviously mm-hmm. it's best for him to stay in the in Rockford for the time being, mostly unless they decide to call call him up again for another few game stints after the trade deadline after they trade some people. But 
Yeah, I think it was good for him to get some uh, time in there, especially while a few players were out due to a COVID. It's not like they threw him on the fourth line. Like, they put him up there with Kane and Hagel. I think, yeah. Those games. So, good for him to get the experience. There were some chances where he looked good, but obviously he's a rookie. So I think he still needs time in Rockford. And just let him continue to let him tear it up. And I think the Blackhawks are doing the right thing by doing that. I agree. Yeah, no, he looked good. I can't really – yeah, there's not really anything I can – I really want to add to that. Yeah, he looked like, good. Oh, he you know, sucks. Yeah. yeah, he looked good. You know, he had some great chances, and he had some flares of uh, you know the creativity we've seen from him. Uh, you know, both in Germany and Rockford. I mean, he looked he looked good. Like you said, it's just kind of a it's a flyer he's taking here, sort of a trailer for uh, what he can be in the future. So I, I genuinely, there are some fans that don't like him being sent down, and I just don't get that. But I, I think it's the right move. I think it's great for him. It's the fans that think this team was somehow a 50-win team. So just let them think what they want. But um, because they're the ones that think if Reichel comes up, they're just going to be amazing. Uh, with Lucas Reichel, I just think that it speaks a lot that they gave him a center role on his first stint. Because, I mean, most of the time you would think maybe they throw him on the wing or something. But it really seems like they want to at least develop Reichel as a center. And especially it's been like that in Rockford, too. I'm pretty sure he's been playing center most of the time, at least. Well, I think, um, yeah. Because I think has, yeah. for the most of the year he was like sending Connolly and Nylander before Nylander got traded, and then Connolly got called up. So the the dirtiest line in the AHL: Alex Nylander, Brett Connolly, and Lucas Reichel. What about again? Like Nylander got traded a while ago. Like I don't think he would have been anything. But I, I just still think like, what if they just gave him another shot before they traded him? You know, but whatever. You know, I haven't. I don't. I've liked Lafferty so far. Maybe that's just you know shitty eye test. But I've liked him so far. I think he's fit perfectly into that bottom. No, six Jimmy, role. your eye test. Lafferty's is a fine fourth right. liner. Don't worry. Lafferty's a fine fourth liner. I don't mind him once this team gets healthy. It's just they have so many types of those players, though. Yeah, 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 I guess that's Lafferty the Lafferty really boxes out a guy like Henrik Borgstrom once the team gets healthy. That's what I, I think is going to happen. Yeah, can we talk about Henrik Borgstrom for a second? Because he's kind of just been nothing. He doesn't really do anything notably yeah, better. Like you said that Henrik Borgstrom is kind of like Artem Anisimov. Like they're trying to put this big center in between two skilled wingers. And the possession stats are definitely there for Borgstrom. Like they're like just like the expected goals for, but like just the actual counting stats really aren't there. And Yeah, I mean, that's, well, I didn't know about that. That's, you know, that's at least. He's uh, got bad puck luck. Like when you watch the chances he gets, it's, he gets, he's, he gets pretty semi-quality chances inside in the slot and stuff. It's just, yeah, they aren't getting past the goalie or they're going right into their chest or they're going right into the glove or something like that. He's just. Yeah. Maybe it's confidence thing. Maybe it's this is what he is. Yeah. Knows. But let's just put it this way: it's not, not giving him chances. He has had chances with Kane, Brinkett, Taves, everyone under the sun. So I I I want to see him almost to the point where he has to go through waivers to get playing time, which is what I think is going to end up happening down the line when Doc and Strom come back. Yeah, in my opinion, I think Strom is going to spot in this roster over. He's going to get boxed out. And that's yeah. just what it, that's not a bad thing. That's just the way this team is right now and the way they've structured the lineup. And yeah. if the way they've structured the lineup is winning games, there's really nothing you can do to argue that, in my opinion. Yeah, They are going for a rebuild, and that's a guy you traded for in that trade. But also you got Riley Stillman, who is a clear roster player. Yeah, I had no idea that Riley Stillman was going to be the player of the two that I was 
most yeah the one I was satisfied with as, as much as I am. Man, you can't forget that seventh round pick that was in there. Who I don't. You're even so right. The one that held it up. Got to get that in there. I yeah I I guess what's frustrating is um is I, I anyone you know who watches uh sports you want to know each player what do you do who are you what is your role and I so what think would you say it's hard to tell here exactly <laughs> yeah exactly and it just doesn't it's I mean again it might be too early to say this with him but so far it's just what do you do what is your thing. He doesn't. He isn't necessarily spectacular defensively. He's not. He doesn't have that offensive flair that he was, uh, you know, touted. He's kind of there, really. No, yeah, he just kind of. He's just kind of there, and I, I really hope he ends up. Not doing out much with us, but harm, but he isn't doing really anything either. I'd, I'd rather see guys like um, Entwistle and you know, just some of these prospects get more time. That's really you all. Give I, Ever, you know. Evan Barrett a chance. Like, There's the guy, yeah. There's a guy. You know, he's been in the AHL for long enough. You know, least, He fits into this roster. Why not? You know? At least in my opinion, it's not where y'all are coming from. It's more of when everyone gets healthy, they're going to put this team in a position to win, and they aren't going to play those players. It's not they're going to call people up. It's they're going to play guys like Kara and Carpenter because they're going to want to win games. And that's going to cost a roster spot for a guy like Borgstrom. I'm telling you, that is what is going to happen. This oh. team is like four games out of 500. They're going to go for that. Until until they get knocked like 10 games under Batman 500, they're going to fucking run. They're going to ice the team that they think can win games. I meant more from the angle. does not like, have Hendrick Borgstrom, they're gone. Sorry. I yeah. meant like more from the angle, like if you have more of the COVID protocol stuff, like I would like to see Evan Barrett give it a chance. That's kind of more I was thinking, but oh, the thing with Henrik Borg. Oh no, but uh, you're but you're right, Dylan. Yeah, it's that's what it's gonna be. He's gonna get boxed out. They're they are winning games, they look competitive. You know, it's there's no reason to uh to, to stop that, you know. Absolutely no reason. And we saw Davidson trade Nylander, who was a Bowman guy. That's someone he saw as a reclamation project, former top 10 pick 2016. And that's the reason why Bowman made that trade to take on Connolly. That's a guy who he saw in college. That's a fir- former first-round pick. He loved his reclamation club projects, but none of them really panned out. So I wonder if Kyle Davidson's going to be like, okay, this is not my guy. Let's move him. Let's see what we can get for him. And I think that will be end up happening, whether he gets traded or he gets sent on waivers, like Smitty said. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Borgstrom has been swimming around the trade rumors for a couple months. Yeah, now. apparently, oh. like Frank Saravelli made a list, and like I think him and Dylan Stroman, Calvin DeHaan are on it. Calvin oh. DeHaan, kid, Calvin DeHaan's stocks going up right now. My stocks? Boy. Oh, he's he's looked solid. He's looked real he's solid. Been, yeah, like I feel Calvin, Calvin DeHaan's kind of been unfairly picked on. I think by all three of us and most Blackhawks fans, but he's legitimately good. Been good down this like past stretch. Or so, like the past twenty Come games, on. he was very bad last year. I think it's perfectly fine to say right, that was he was not good last defense, year. So. Uh, other guys that I mean, I don't know, man. I doesn't mean that he was good. Yeah. So. But no, he's been good this year, and then the right year too, his UFA year, where one he can get paid again, and one, hey, trade him. Just and, yeah, keep the, the the Calvin DeHaan first round pick propaganda going because it looks real nice right now. Yes, uh, you, you know someone's going to pony up a first round pick for him. The, the that's going to be the line. Islanders. Totally going to have a chance, guys. He's got to get that offensive upside up. He's got to get that one goal a year up. <laughs> he needs that. Yeah, he needs that second goal, man. Come on. Don't get it twisted. He, three is the three is the limit. We're two but away. I mentioned it last show with Pierce. Calvin DeHaan has been incredible with 
since Derek King's taken over too. I don't. It's, mm-hmm. it's something with what Derek King and Mark Crawford said to those defensemen, and it has just it's night and day. It's night and day. This is we talked about the man on man system actually being effective with other teams, and we're finally seeing that with them. We're finally they they they're not nearly as good as Carolina or a team like Tampa, but they or they Nashville. look they look closer to that, so much closer to that than they were the opposite last season. They they look like a team that is that could in the next few years become that you know on defense. It obviously there is a lot of question into what the personnel is going to be in a few years, but. In terms of direction, they have it. In terms of coaching direction, just now it's just a means of getting the players around them. And the minors too to come up. Like we talked about this, they're not short on like kind of like maybe at best. If there's one thing they have, it's a lot of defensemen. Maybe not all the greatest defensemen, but they have a lot of defensemen. Like again, the the defensemen they drafted this year: Nolan Allen, Ethan Ethan Delmastro, maybe Tage Hart. Like they picked a lot of these like defensemen who probably don't have a ton of upside, but there's a good decent chance that they might play in the NHL. It's just again, it's more finding the the high upside. You kind of got you already got Jones, Murphy, and McCabe in place. I don't think any of the other defensemen really nailed down, and I don't even know if Bowden and Mitchell are really going to be anything more than bottom pairing defensemen. So um, that's terribly sad to say, but yeah, not looking like anything more. I mean, hey, like a second round pick to get like a third pairing guy out of it, like that's not bad. And same with like a third, like, first round pick to get a third pairing guy who might play mid, so it's not bad. Obviously, you like more, yeah, that's but true. rather not you're better than missing at least. Like you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I won't lie. Bodan looks more and more like he's not going to be an NHL defenseman. I won't lie. He's and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be that player. guy, but I never really thought of him like anymore as like a number four guy. But eh. I, hey, you I said just, Kale McCarr was going to go first overall, so yeah, I did. You know your defenseman. No, I didn't. I was. I just said that. It, it's like the revisionist history. It's like that whole Bobby Clark interview where he's just like ripping into uh, Ron, Ron Hextall, like, Oh, all the scouts had a first overall. And then he put, took Nolan Patrick. And I bet like if Kale McCarr wasn't that good, like with, again, it's revisionist history. Hindsight's 2020. Like, I think he's just saying that just to say, cause Kale McCarr is just having to shit here, but Hey, there might've been a couple scouts where it's like, Oh, Kale McCarr first overall. I can believe that, but the whole staff, it's like, we got to draft Kale McCarr. It's like, no, I put my fist down. We're drafting Nolan Patrick. I don't think that's what happened. Anyway. No, no. I don't think so either. I, yeah, I, I just want to say one last thing. I know we were just talking about, like, trade deadline stuff and whatnot, but um, I'm just – it me personally, I'm not going to start that shit until the management commits to it. Because as of right now, if they win like two more games, and Pierce and I were talking about this before the show, if they win that home and home against the Wild, or at least this get a team win is not selling it. anytime soon. Like, I hope you guys know that. This is a team that's going to commit to winning if they even think they can. Even if that means they can't, they're going to put themselves in that situation. It's I an NHL team. Well, it's an NHL team. Buy, but the the thing this team should be doing going forward, even if they do make a run, is sell because that's what this team needs to do. They don't have any like other than Reichel. Again, we've I've preached this so many I'm times. They don't have, like they really don't have anything. It's just they got they got to rebuild. I I just don't see a scenario where they think it would be smart to to buy like try to make the playoffs. I mean, if it was, um, I think they should. Be I see a scenario where it's the right thing to do. I don't know if I see a scenario where they're smart enough to realize that. 
that's the difference. Yeah, that's. I, the, I, think. That's I don't know. I don't know if they realize that they should. We don't, be we don't know that. We don't know that yet because they haven't really laid out a plan. You're right. But I would hope yeah. not because Just what are. Thing, I, I... Oh, you go. Yeah. Just don't get your hopes up. Is all I'm saying. Really, don't get your hopes up, especially if this team keeps winning. That's all I'm gonna no. say. If this team was still losing coming out of the break, I would say this would be a little more hot of a topic. But yeah. as long as Flurry's got a 950 and they win, they are not going to do a damn thing. Yeah. It's just even then, there's so many other teams in the West that are above them. It's just. I guess I it know. really depends where where everything goes, right? Because the, the, well, let's, let's check the standings really quick because I think. Like I'm not trying to be optimistic. Yeah, they're gonna sell even if they do win, but it's just it's so hard. I don't think it's you saying they get back into a playoff spot and it's like it's oh, not that. Coming. I'm not even trying to say that. I'm just saying that even if that's the direction they should go, which I agree that's the direction they should go, there should be a team that should be looking to sell off assets and regain a first round pick at bare minimum. Um mm-hmm. This is a team that still wants to sell tickets. This is a team that still is in the mm-hmm. mud in terms of just general image. And it's, you know, you'd be surprised yeah. how much a shitty playoff run quiets things in the fucking front. I was going to say, if they if they can go on a playoff run, that's that's what the front office is going to want. Like that, would no, you I'm rather after happen, all of I'm that? I'm just saying that's the boneheaded mindset that some of these guys yeah, take. Well, yes. Yes. No, we I all want them to rebuild. I will say bonehead because it's not. We, so all, we all want them to rebuild. Everyone knows it's a logical move. But whether that is going to I think happen, they want to do that too. Just, if the, again, it's like the glimpse of winning. It's like, oh, we, maybe we can do this. We saw Montreal did that. Like, I understand that perspective, but. Did it work for them? No. Yeah. Oh, it worked great. Maybe it though. can work for us. <laughs> yeah. The good old NHL mantra. That absolutely. <laughs> well, let me check wild card standings here. Dude's oh, thank you, ESPN. A person, but we can fix it. <laughs> it's just what it is. Let's talk about another tire fire because I like tire fires. Let's talk about the Oilers. Oh, the Oilers! Did you see McDavid's uh, uh, post game press conference? He did not look happy. <laughs> I just heard he doesn't care. That's all. I yeah. So. I wouldn't care either. They've lost what, fucking 12 in a row now. Yeah, they haven't won a game with uh, Dave Tippett since like December, I think. Because I think the last game they did win is he was in pro- COVID protocol. And then since he's come back, they still have to win a game. Wow. Um, I'm guessing early December? Yeah, probably sometime in there. I don't have the exact dates, but it's been a while. That's especially yeah. like this. It's not like the schedule is doing the Oilers any favors either. And it's like, they they started out so fucking hot to start the season. You kind of knew this was going to happen. But the but fact not that... Bad. <laughs> dude, but the fact that Ken Holland doubles down by saying Mike Smith's the answer and that he's going <sighs> to hide. And now there's rumors that there might be a press conference tomorrow. He didn't have to double like, down. He already doubled down last year by signing up to a two-year contract. <laughs> Holy shit, man! I just I feel bad for Dave Tippett because he's gonna take the fall for something that is not his fault. Yeah, he's, not, he's not done himself any favors. But again, like we, we've said, like it, that goes all the way to the top. Like Bob Nicholson as the CEO, Dave, like and all. And again, it's a boys' club. They don't have a fresh set of eyes that can be like, okay, let's get these 
good players for Connor McDavid instead of sign or tra- giving up actual assets for Duncan Keith without uh, reta- them retaining any salary, getting Kosi CC, resigning Tyson Berry, resigning like just so many, so many errors with this team, and now it's down to a point where it's like, oh, if we sign a Vander Kane. Like we're we might actually have a chance at making the playoffs. Like this is how bad it's gotten now. That, that it kind of they're down bad. They're down so far. They are bad. down so so bad. I mean, Shit. what do we like to say? You make your bed, you lay in it. Like yeah, it's just. Dave Tippett's also not a good coach. He's a fine coach. He's a placeholder. He's a fine placeholder. He's not a coach you need to have or that you should have. For a championship team, no, I, not I in my opinion. He, I don't think he's a guy. Like, obviously, he hasn't done himself any favors, but like, I mean, he's not the guy. Ken Holland hasn't given him any. Uh, oh. Again, he, he's the one who laid the fucking bed. damn thing. Like, mm-hmm. he's the best thing. He doesn't have a goalie. He doesn't have a fucking goalie. Nothing. And the best one they had, they sent back down to the minor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There what the is fuck a there's a tweet thread with like the moves Ken Holland has made the past. Like, they I read that entire thread. It's it's awful. It's constantly just down, 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 down. Every almost every extension he's given to uh to these Bob six guys is they go on a PDO bender and then he signs them to three Justin years. Justin Abocator, Luke Luke Lindenning, like he all signed them. Zach Cassian, six years plus. Zach, ha- yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm really scratching the surface. I feel for that. Listen, he kept, he kept I don't exactly. He kept giving Denny Cleary contracts. <laughs> like, oh my god! He gave up two seconds for Anthony and Mike Green, one of which didn't even play. Yeah, um, right one of my play. favorites is mm-hmm. is they traded a second and Matthias Yanmark for Eric Cole. Guess who? That I was just gonna say that. Guess who? That's his last eleven games with them. Yeah. Guess who the second round pick was? Oh my god! No idea. Rupee Hints. <laughs> I mean, not saying they would drafted him, but that kind of looks bad. But you gave them that. You gave them that. Yeah. I don't care if you were going to draft them or not. You trading gave them down, that pick. Trading down with the Coyotes to get rid of Datsik's contract so the Coyotes could draft Jacob Chick. Oh, hey, hey, wait. Hey, at least they signed <laughs> that offseason. Am, am I right? Oh, no, they signed Franz Nielsen instead. No, but, yeah, Franz Nielsen. What a fucking guy. I'm sorry, like Ken Holland's such a fucking joke, and I feel like I've been screaming this on the show since last May when they got bounced from the playoffs. Um, I'm sorry, I, the Blackhawks are not saving your ass by trading you Flurry Affertain. That shit's not happening, unless you're coughing up Yamamoto on a first. Like, fuck Bare minimum. You get to sit in your shit. You get to sit in your shit, because you want to pay all these fucking shitty defensemen fucking four-year contracts sitting in it. Sitting. What is Ken Holland on you? Done. Waste another year of McDavid and Drysaddle's prime. Just do it. Just do it. Make you look like more of a laughing stock because it already makes you like the clown makeup's already there. We're gonna put some glitter on you so you shine. You gotta put the, you gotta put the wig on now. Fuck me, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I cannot stand the way they are wasting these two talents. It is unbelievable. I don't care what anybody says about hockey loyalty. This. Okay. McDavid needs, fairly a little enough, more McDavid needs a little more Eichel in his juice. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of rage. Hey, hey, hey no, guys, but it is, it is what it is. Hey, don't worry. We believe in Ken Holland's group, like, or his, what he's gonna do, whatever. Oh wait, no, hey, no, 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 no,
But hold on. What if they? What if this isn't the year they're going to buy, though, guys? Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, they can't buy this year. I mean, we don't know. You can't. You can't buy every year. Some years you got to sell. Like so, here's this guy do nothing at all. Fucking quack. He is such a quack. I can't stand this. I'm done. Like, Ken Holland's ruined my mood. Ken Holland Listen, man. has coasted off the success of pre-salary cap because he won back-to-back cups with the late 90s Red Wings. They had consistently a good team. And like, two lottery late-round picks. Lottery late-round picks in Zetterberg and Dads. Yeah, and that's the yeah, thing. Like, you don't just do that. coasted off all their careers because they had such a good team in Detroit for so many years because they have guys like Nick Lidstrom. Uh, Pablo Dotson can Henry Jedeberg, and then once they're gone, and you can't build. And Chris Osgood, the real heart and soul. Of that hey, team. hey, hey, and and, and, and Chris Draker and Kirk Mulpey, 2002 Olympians, by the way, I'm pretty sure, or at least like Jonathan the- Erickson too. Let's not forget, you know, he was the last pick of his draft, by the way. Last pick of his draft uh, that uh, that matters. Ala Patrick Cornfist day. Eh? Um, but no, like this is a guy who hasn't done anything to build a good team. He's just been coasting on the success of like the superstars of the Red Wings past. And if he hadn't had those in Detroit, he wouldn't have been able to got a, get a job in Edmonton. And now he's got McDavid and Drysdale. Hey, we might make the playoffs, but there's there's no team around them. So yeah, I, I said, yeah. You don't you don't just get a Pavel Datsuk. You don't just get those players. No. He had a horseshoe so far up his ass with that Detroit team. It's not even funny. In- I feel like it's getting talked about a little more now than it was in the offseason, but he has signed some backbreaker contracts on this team. Oh, yeah. Because, like, oh, yeah. Darnell Nurse and Ryan Nugent Hopkins are good players, don't get me wrong. But yeah. if that's what's taking up 15 mil of your cap space while you got McDavid and Drysdale taking up 21, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, and Zach Hyman. You just got to have more than three goals. It's Zach Hyman. Yeah, I love Zach. I love Hyman. Love me, little Zachy, but... Uh, Zach. Zach attack. Zach's not going to score. Little Zach He's not going to score his money, man. He's not going to score the money he's, make, he's, uh, he's making right now. He's just not. Good on him. Take the money you're giving. Um, Ken Holland does not know the right money to give to players, though. We've seen this Cameron's time and time again. <laughs> oh yeah, Actually, he's got he's cups, Stanley Cups. So. No, sorry, know, he's showing his cup like rings to somebody. That's just the real question at the end of the day. But, but no, I still think this missing the playoffs for the Oilers might be the best thing to happen to him. I, not that I think Holland's going to be gone because, like, again, old hockey man, this guy's been around forever. It's going to be impossible to get him out. But hey, you never know. I guess it's a better. I mean, you just hope. if they do win the lottery. Yeah. Like everyone's standing there, it's like, oh, we we got new hope again. Well, they're back again, even though their team is still not good. Ken Holland thinks he's Princess Leia with his ass. There's, this is not going anywhere good. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of watching this as a hockey fan. I just want to see McDavid and Drysaddle on a good team. Not on I just want to see them. place where you can market them. The first 15 games or so was so much fun. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> He has every right to. I'm sorry. Like, every I, listen, single right. I know hockey loyalty and all that, but at what point this, like, he's got to snap eventually. He's got to have his Joker moment. You think he would have had it by now multiple times, but I think that it's going to happen in the next year or so. I don't think he's going to put up with this shit much longer. Hey, listen, and as fucked up as it sounds, they might turn on you before you turn on them. I hope so. New York Rangers. 
As crazy as that sounds. Imagine if the Oilers were willing to trade him. Stop. You're, you're just relax. Comes to that relax. Relax. And, and the world makes no sense. Sim 99977. Like, it's <laughs> fucking nuts at that point. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it definitely Because you're, like, you're not. Look at, the, look at the capital we could get if we trade him. And it's like. Then we'll sign another wasted. bum and free agents here. What a great idea. Who, who are you going to ruin next? Who are you going to ruin like Corey Terry for Connor McDavid. Uh, the Oilers make uh, me sad. Edmonton will have to throw in a sweetener there. I'm sorry, man. The Oilers just make me sad. It's a depressing yeah, team. They are wasting two of the best play. Like they're gonna McDavid and Dreisaitl would be great for a long time, but how good are they gonna be like this? And they're not even gonna make the playoffs. I think I want. To. Well, let's get to and something then, a little no, bit. Uh, the... A little bit uh, less depressing. And I, oh, by by the way, Evander Kane does not help at all. Like signing Evander Kane does not help them at all. I'll just, just add that. more fuel to the fire. There's just so go. much. There's so much shit. Like again, Evander. Kane, I don't want to get too much into this, but like, there's so much happening with Evander Kane right now. Even if he isn't guilty of any of this, like he just needs to take the rest of the season off and like just kind of relax. You know, like lay low for a bit. But he's That's broke. Me, I think Jimmy, your mic's off. I'm pretty sure. There you go. Yes. <laughs> but he's broke. He's got to make money. That is true. Yeah. Like it's such a. That's the only reason he's pushing so uh, hard to get back to the league. And the NHL shameless, so they will sign him. Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. if, what? It, what? What's the saying? Like if you're if you're skilled, you got a job in the NHL forever. Like it doesn't matter if you're a bad person, but if you got no skill, they're gonna kick you right out of the league. Like, if your name is Kane, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You will never get But no, the. Not only do the teams are interested in them, but you see Connor McDavid going out there and be like, "Oh, I don't care about public opinion." The yeah, but like, yeah, bad, uh, bad a take lot of there. The sport never grows because it's the same two hundred people and it's the same answers every time. Like, I'm not surprised <laughs> this happened, but like, holy, it'd be the nice NHL is such a nihilistic echo it chamber. It would have been nice once it? in a while just to hear someone say, "Okay, maybe he's not the best fit for us right now." Like, he could have said that, but no. And I bet, like, yeah. I bet you the the higher up in management had something yeah. about the PR. Can't have a spine in the NHL because you're gonna piss off some sensitive person that tells you that they're a part of the uh, toughest league in the uh, entire world. Yeah. No. Anyways, Anyways, let's 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 on for that. Uh, let's talk about the All Star Game and funny things. So Alex Debrinkit. Got an all-star game. He gets to go to the all-star game. Again, I think that's pretty cool. We brought that up last podcast. But I think even funnier about this is the snubs for the all-star game because there was a lot. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't have the list up, but I don't know. I, I don't know if one of you guys does, but uh, there's like a few notable ones so far. And the first I can one name was, two off the top of my head. Yeah. Trevor Zegers, Nassim Kadri. What the fuck are we doing right now? Yeah. And thought, Seth Jones. Where is Seth Jones? Vote Seth Jones in as last man. Anyways, like, <laughs> I saw Nathan McKen say it's ridiculous. Like this, like this is the All Star game, not like a, a participation participation game. Like Nazim Kadri should be in, and I 100 percent agree. And he, and right below it, he said like our team was awful in 2016, 17. No one on that team should have been either, and I agree with that. Like this send the best wow. game. That's a really that's a I did not see that. That's a hell of a quote, a very good quote. That's one of those moments where you get you you get uh one of those different answers you don't expect. Oh, 
yeah, the, the NHL did make a mistake. Let's own up to it. The All-Star game is... Uh, this vote-in is fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I love the idea that they're engaging the fans, but the fans can say whatever they How want. And a lot of the, like, oh, the NHL has like, so much like say over who it's going to be. And they're still wrong. So, yeah, it's it's a complete mess. It's it's ridiculous because I feel like we talked about this to Julian McKenzie. And it's just like, this is such an opportunity for them to grow the game like other sports use their Pro Bowl or their All-Star game or whatever their respective version of that is and they just choose it to have team representation and I feel like I, I listen to Dangle podcast and Adam Wilde said it best it's like are you really going to miss out on the Arizona market if you were not to add yeah. another Vegas star or another Oiler or another anyone like Trevor Zegers, player, someone, like please, someone who has skill. Jesus like Christ. they took Clayton Keller from Arizona. Are you serious? <laughs> that is such my a- propaganda. Keep oh, like, keeps going on, Clayton man. Clayton Let's Keller go. No, remember this when I told you he's making Team USA this year, but oh, then oh, the oh, NHL oh, fucked oh, things oh, up oh. and. Uh, yeah, Los Angeles sending that. Adrian Kempe over Andre Kopitar. It must yeah, that that one pissed me off. That's what. I, no, even man. Drew Doughty. At least Drew Doughty's marketable. Yeah, there's like a personality there they can roll with and be like, "Hey, guys, Drew Doughty's at the All Star game." Hey, look, it's an asshole. Don't you like that? No, no, no. Put him in the All Star game and bring the Kachuk brothers. Make them play on the same team. There you exactly. go. See, see this is the stuff. This is the stuff they should be doing. Have fun with it. And also, you could change this entirely by not making it based on fucking divisions. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Oh my god, I'm so happy. The fucking oh, division. Oh, we got to play three, three separate games. We have representation, baby. Woo! I, I represent the Pacific every day of the week. Connor McDavid, <laughs> even though he beats my team's ass five games a year. He's so good. Like... Yeah, I, I go to an NHL game. Yeah, I'm a huge Pacific fan. I love the Pacific. <laughs> Pacific. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about them based on the vision? Just bring the best of the best and let them go up against each other. It should not be rocket science, but I swear to God, they are trying to put the space shuttle on fucking Neptune at this rate. It seems impossible. Like, holy shit. Like, you would think you bring these normal ideas to them and it's just in one ear and out the other. Like, I'm just so beyond done. Can we just have, te- like, blue and red? Can we just have two teams? This need to be conferences. It's two fucking teams. I, I don't NHL All-Star like, game. Jimmy, you don't leave with this free healthcare, please? <laughs> That's what the NHL All-Star game is. They're just, just trying just to do blue and red. I just want stuff, this team the main point. <laughs> versus that team. Entertaining All-Star That's game, it. please. <sighs> And at the end of the day, I think we should be, attra- again, like, you're trying to attract, attract casual fans here. Like, our, our diehard fans are probably not going to watch this game. They might watch the skills competition, but this is a way to bring in, like, casual fans. Oh, there's this guy doing a skill play. There's Trevor Zegers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, he's only 20 years old. Wow, I can watch this guy and follow him for a long time. Same with Jack Hughes. Like, oh, the Adrian cool. Kempe pick is just rent-free in my head. I, I, I just... I love Adrian Kempe. Adrian Kempe. Alex Renfrey in my head. He's going. Wait, what, yep. who is? Over Matt Barzell, Adam Pellet. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Christian Jari is going over Sidney Crosby. Dylan, this is. <laughs> Dylan, this is. I'm sorry. I'm this league is such a fucking joke. 
Like some of them work. Some oh. of them work. Like Jordan Cairo for St. Louis, okay. I get. That's a that's good cool. one. That's cool. That's a that's good guy who's actually doing well on a St. Louis. You're sending Tristan fucking everyone knows. I'm sorry. The casual fan currently knows Tristan Jari as the guy who stunk against the Islanders. I'm sorry. That is what the casual fan thinks. So if the casual fan sees Tristan Jari at the All-Star game, they're going to think this leads a fucking joke. Like, I'm sorry. Tristan Jarry. Like <laughs> and sorry, it is a fucking Connor Hellebuck. Sorry, correct. Andre Fleury. Seriously? Cam Talbot? Yeah. Oh boy! I'm so glad that I can get my Cam Talbot All Star jersey. So, oh yeah. boy. Uh, Jimmy, I said this to Dylan. Fuck this league. I fucking I hate game, this league. Sending Joel Merson to the All Star game. Great yeah, game. I, 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 oh, I can't, man. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. You know the fucking. You know the fucking the fucking meme where it's like I hate you know, the other guy the, the fucking he's the gun he's like I hate blah, blah, blah. and for me it's just like I hate this fucking league I hate. Adam Pellick now. I hate Cam Tal. I, I need. I need. Adam Pellick is an all star. I hate. It's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb at the end of the day because we really shouldn't be getting this worked up over an all star game. No, it's, it's just funny. It's, it's so fucking. Right. It's so annoying. It's it, honestly, it's fun to just be amazed by it. It's fun to be baffled by it because it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like there's. The none of it makes sense. Nothing about the NHL All Star Game makes sense from the way it's built up to the way the rosters are structured. None of it makes sense. Tell me one thing about the All Star Game where you're like, they did that specifically well. Like, it's just such a wasted <laughs> opportunity to grow the game, and for a sport that is so behind every other major sport in North America, it's just kind of funny. It's like it's a laughing They can't even it's do like the small stuff. things right. Again, this isn't make or break, but if you can't even do this, like how am I ex- ex- supposed to expect you to handle things that actually matter? Uh, in which we saw this offseason. Let's run to a different topic on that note. Let's talk about I do Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, game, I'm sorry. Because I'm sorry. The Panthers are on their stroke now. Like, they're really going. Panthers are stroking that thing. You, man. They're dancing they're on bad. dude. They are dancing all over teams right now. It's insane. They okay. fucked over both the stars I and the Jackets. Are, honestly. They bent them over and spanked them. It's incredible. Bro, goals goals are going low and high. Seriously. Really stood out. I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, But um Kodak, we could so... talk. The Florida Panthers have what seventeen goals in their last two games. Up uh, sixteen. Sorry, it's not as uh, it's not they're as not that good. Didn't they win nine two yesterday? Nine two. Yeah, they almost. Uh, Columbus and then Zach Wierenski just like looked like he wanted to die in the press conference. I just wanted to say I love the our notes here. the The note is just the Kodak black Kodak effect. black effect. Yeah, it's Kodak true. moment. You might even say. Also, I'd like to point this out as another way of the NHL not deciding or just not realizing how to grow the game. Like they deleted all the shit that's in Kodak. They they're not they're After not the shit got posted. They don't I'm like it. y'all are so stupid. Because that's not y'all a ge- so because that's not gentlemanly. That's not gentlemanly. Like oh, you can't have. It's a gentleman's game, but literally in a fucking wild game, there was a dildo thrown on the field last night. 
in an <laughs> NFL game. And it's a fucking viral thing on social media that grows the game. And because they can have like, fun. They can have fun. Fuck up. Grow up. It's know, not Drew. just that, ten year olds watching your integrity game. of the game, but I think we can cover sexual assault. The integrity of a game that I have seen the National Predators literally lose to Stanley Cup Buffalo that should have counted. What a game! Also, I've seen it where the fucking Buffalo Sabers lost a game where they should have won in the Stanley Cup Final. What integrity looks good on you. At least they got integrity for what it matters off the ice. Oh, you know it's it's that Ted Cruz meme. It's that Ted Cruz meme where he's, it's a domino effect, and it's like Brett Holgle in the last domino is Kodak Black gets fucked at the Panthers game. <laughs> 23 years in the making. I'm sorry. 20 years, so 23 years in the making. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, no, man, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's disappointing. No like Why am I saying this about the Kodak Black thing? I just mean it overall. Kodak just... Black. I'm talking about the NHL, not promoting fun things that happens with the team like the Florida Panthers who after this Kodak Black fiasco which was fucking hilarious are white hot (laughs) dude you know you know the the locker room is just loving that like you know they're joking about that Nonstop. Well, Longo made a joke on Twitter he's part of the team he works in the front he was sitting in the box next to him yeah oh my god it's just like this league could be so much fun if they just got out of their own way and no, but they have to I, maintain. One thing with the Panther, uh, yeah, that's stupid integrity. Always gotta have integrity. <laughs> they should start a farm, Pierce. Honestly, yes. <laughs> you know what the minimal domino, Jimmy, in that meme is? It's Don Cherry getting fired because I feel like when Don Cherry got fired, it's like the Mike Babcock stuff happened. Like he got fired, and then the Bill Peters stuff, and then the Kimelu stuff happened. Like just this huge domino of like what's wrong with hockey culture? And yeah, there's been a slow revealing you know there's been a slow uh removal of the veil and um yeah there's not progress uh, the most progress at all but fans are seeing the league for what it really is i think that yes awareness from even if it's outside the league there's not the league is not going to spread awareness for its own mistakes obviously but the fans and the general public is seeing more and more that this what is that? What a disaster this league is, and I think that's at least that's that's good. Uh, you saw the NHL you know? story where they where they fired a ref, the referee because apparently like there was some racist whistleblowing comments they got called out or they got fired for like whistleblowing. And at this point, nobody's and, surprised. And they deleted everything that they said. And then the reason mm-hmm. you can't have those, which I mean, it's not the NHL, but just like hockey culture in general, like USA hockey enabled this, like. And I saw Lou Lamarell's like saying unequivocally, we did not know about this. And I'm like, after what mm-hmm. I saw this, I'm sure like, you did. Sure you did. Past, I'm quite sure of that. And I mean, you could say that, sure, but how? How so? Elaborate. You can't just be coy about it. Like, oh no, that didn't happen. Like you always do. You gotta say something. Like this. Let's talk happen. more about why you, my players need to shave their beards. By the way, you know, let's just let's just focus on something much more important. Nah, just get another team dog. That'll die over. Bad media. I'm so done with this league, guys. Like, oh my god. This, this, yeah, this week want, has been very. Like hockey, uh, man. I just want to like hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this week hard. had moments to be fun. The, the Kodak thing could have been so much fun, and they just shut the door on it before it could become anything else. No, before guys, it could grow into anything problem. funnier. That's not. Um, 
and the then this referee thing comes out. It's just been a kind of it's just been another you know one of those shitty weeks in the AHL. There's not much to talk about. You know, they, the Hawks are doing well at least. I mean, I'm happy about that. But as a hockey we fan, won't say NHL, everything man. is going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's coming up, no house today. I'll tell you that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I, I want to close out on one thing with the Panthers, at least, because <laughs> my, my brother and I were talking. I know, going back to what we were trying to talk about with oh, yeah. the Florida Panthers being good. Um, My brother and I were talking about this earlier today, and do y'all think Tampa, or do y'all think if Florida keeps this up, they could beat Tampa? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's just so hard to bet against Tampa Bay, but Florida. It all depends on the, it all depends on the net. It's all uh, in who's between the pipes. Yeah, and how they play. That's all it comes down to. Like he doesn't have to be better than Vasilevsky. If he can just be defense or decent, and like the offense can just keep going. Like Huberto might push himself into the hard conversation. He's got a contract year. I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. for next year. I can't remember. Barkovsky or Barkov to be extended. So, oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, either way, like, if we get Florida and Tampa in the playoffs, I, I'm going to love that. What I do don't want to – last year was such a disappointment after the first game. Well, such a disappointment. Well, the first game was so good, and then, like, the rest of the series is kind of a little – No, it's the Sam Bennett penalty is where it all, all changed as soon as he got that penalty. In a bad like, it just yeah. – so many stuff that was missed. Oh, I forgot how bad that was. Yeah. That was a horrible series. Yeah, that was. Yeah, this is one. Remember, we talked about. Yeah, the referees were just doing a fucking parody of themselves. That series. That was. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I can't. The Blackhawks game days ago. Oh my god! Yeah, and then Ooh. they went through with that. How that somehow. I, like I'm not. I'm, it's like I'm not going to deny that it was bullshit if it goes on. But hey, I ain't gonna deny that it, that, that it gave us a win. So exactly, um, I'm not gonna not take a win. I'm not gonna not take the win, but it's still a shitty win. <laughs> but I I can't personally, off the top of my head, I can't say that I think Pan- uh, Panthers, <laughs> the Panthers are um, better than Tampa on paper necessarily. But I I do think that um, I think they're capable being Tampa absolutely. Um, they they're they've taken another step. They they have and Ekblad is Ekblad's healthy. He's looked great. Uyghur, Uyghur looks fantastic. Um, that's those are the you know two of the bigger guys in their defense. They need to be going. They're going. Um, Forsling still looks solid. Lucas Carlson has looked good in flashes. Um, their team. The defense just looks sound. The offense is just sporadic right now. Um, as we talked about, I mean, it's it's a spurt, but looking at the season as a whole, I I, I think that they can take Tampa. It all depends on if they can carry the momentum. That's Obviously, you know, we look at teams. Does not matter how you do in the regular season. Does not matter, but they do look like they can take Tampa. Absolutely, they look like they can take any team. I gotta believe it to see it. Oh, not, oh yeah. It, we talk. I, I told you they are. Florida is Toronto Jr. They really are, and I, they gotta take that step before anyone believes them. I'll say that so they play Toronto in the first round. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Who's a who's a matchup in the East you want Toronto to play against? Because when I look at the Atlantic teams, Florida, Tampa, I think it's Boston. Boston. 
and ironic. It, no, I was going to say it is Boston. It is Boston, and that's why it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The one time I want them to play Boston, it's not going to happen. Nah, I'm sorry. Every Not to make this about the Leafs, but we are going to make this about Hopefully, the Leafs. If the Leafs are ever going to do this shit, they got to go through Boston. I'm just If they don't go through Boston, it doesn't count. It's like they went through Washington. Yeah, they looked in the cup, and they're like, you know – but Dude, even the Blackhawks, it doesn't the Rangers, really. Like, I'm just saying, like, you gotta, so you gotta, get, you gotta pass your demon. That's why St. Louis Cup doesn't count because they didn't go through Chicago or LA in 2019. So, I think yeah, we should take that away. Guys, St. Louis hasn't won a cup in 70 years or whatever the fuck it is now. <laughs> Who cares? They're irrelevant. Anyways. I like this logic. <laughs> yeah. So, like the East right now, it would be Florida versus Boston, then New York versus Pittsburgh, then Tampa versus. Toronto, then Carolina versus Washington. That is so much fun. Dude. And I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get into it with the, the Twitter questions. But the East is way, so way so much better than the, than the West is. And Dude, like it's already it's sent. So like, whereas right the West, now. we have no idea yet. So wild West. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah. Do you want to get into that question, Schmini? And I know you have like other questions yeah. that you asked the friends. So let's get into that because I know that question that uh, I think it was. Uh, oh, I forget who asked it, but Will. Yeah, Will. Will on Twitter. He was a um, Leafs fan. Yeah. He was he... saying, "Bait." Oh yeah. Sorry. What? Oh no. Go go go. <laughs> oh no. So um, Will was basically asking, or he just wanted to know. So basically, like you just said, Pierce, there are four teams in the Atlantic that are on pace to have over a hundred points right now, which is. Absolutely insane. And the Metro's and good too. Like Pittsburgh's in fourth right now, and they're on like they were like on a 10 game winning streak or whatever. <laughs> it, it's insane. And there are no teams in the Pacific that are on pace for 100 points. And he asked a question that should the divisions be realigned? And I really think we have to start talking about that at some point because I, at least with the way the Eastern Conference is stacked up right now, it really doesn't make sense. I, at least in terms of – maybe it's just the way the year's gone, but, like, we've seen this over the last five years, I'd say. Just teams get locked in, and we are eliminating some of the best teams because of this playoff format and because of the fucking conference format. We had Pittsburgh and Washington in the, the second round for three years in a row. It should have been the conference final. Even in the West, it's probably like Nashville and, Wits- and uh, Winnipeg when they were 1-2 in the league. Like. Mm. It's the same thing, man. It's it, 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 you go back to just a one through eight and have an east and west, kind of like the NBA. That's what. And that's kind of what my thing is. We're going to start leaning yeah. to. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just I think I think they should go back to that because we like like the the east is clearly better than the west right now, and you can't just do like a one through sixteen because the traveling and all that stuff is gonna be so like chaotic and i and I would honestly like to do that, but it's just like if they if they if this was like covid like they, if they did that during the bubble, that'd be no problem because you're in the same area or whatever, but like when you're doing all the traveling and you're playing in different cities, that's just so much travel and so much wear and tears but i still I still think that like a nice medium would be doing one through eight, so at least you're getting the best two. Western or Eastern Conference team, at least in the conference final, instead of in the second round like it usually is. I mean, I, I just I missed the one through eight. I think that was perfectly fine. It didn't need to be fixed. It didn't. Um, it, and it it 
led to more creative matchups. Like you didn't know who was you like right now. You can safely say like Toronto's going to play Florida, Boston, or Tampa year in year out. You can say that right now. It's probably never going to. There's not going to be any chance they play anybody else. Most likely. Um, but yeah, you switch it to one and eight. Possibilities. So many more. And I understand they want to grow. Right. And these great teams are knocking each other out in the first round, which you've said time and time again. We're far from the only people saying that, but it's still it's still true. It's still true. It's very frustrating. I mean, I know there's like a bunch of <clears throat> Minnesota and St. Louis fans that were pretty pissed we knocked them out in the first two rounds, and they had pretty fucking good teams. So <laughs> they probably should have faced us. Well, maybe they should have been better teams. That's just me, though, anyway. So, <laughs> oh, talk to them. Talk, no, no, no. <laughs> talk, 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 let your nuts hang, that type of thing. Let's go. Talk your shit. You need to let them know. You need to let them know. I don't know. I think St. Louis is cowards that they want to stand a couple without not only going to Chicago. Oh, oh, yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It has to be with Jake Allen, too. It has to be Jake Allen, as well. Yeah, not Jordan Froddington, but anyways. Nah, it's got to be Brian Elliott and Yaroslav Polak, <laughs> both of them just alternating games. Yes. What about, what about Ryan? No, Ryan Miller? Miller's got to come out of retirement. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I oh, just, no. I, I really, if they did a division realignment, I, I think it would work. And if it's not a division realignment, at least make a playoff realignment, to where maybe six teams come out of the Atlantic one year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or. Only two teams come out of the Pacific or some shit. Like, yeah, and I can understand maybe keeping the divisions because it's like, okay, we got these teams playing against each other, like the the time tra- like traveling and stuff, and it's like, hey, maybe you could build a rivalry through that regular season. But once you get to the playoffs, it's like, okay, maybe you're doing a bit more traveling, but it's more fair because a one is facing a two seven blah 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 and so on instead of like like four like it being like four and like. Like the two best teams of the Atlantic, like it's just, it's just so, it's so. When weird. the fuck did San Jose get into a wild card spot? What in the? Dude, that's how that... open the West is. Like, there's so many of these teams. They're not great, but they're certainly not bad, and they're just like right in the thick of it. Mediocre. Okay, so you can be as a hockey team. And there were so many years where the West was more superior. I don't know if you can do much about that. Like, kind of before, after the Blackhawks won their last cup, and you know. Now it's more shift back. You got Pittsburgh that went back to back, then Washington. St. Louis kind of snuck in there, but Boston's still been like a really good team. And then of course Tampa's won back to back. So you want to hear? Okay, so more the paradigm shifts where you're going to see the West being better than the East. Like I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to be like perfectly balanced. Where like the one, I don't as know, all things should be, right? Perfectly balanced as all things should be. Um, uh-huh. It would at least be nice to see some more balance in the conferences, so that way we're not seeing the best series go in the second round. Um, yeah. So I looked at I, I, uh, Schmitty earlier. You mentioned playoff matchups. I don't know if you're if you were mentioning uh, what they are or what they would have been if it was one through eight. Because I looked at the one through eight, this and I this year? from this year, right now, if it's one through eight, you have Florida playing Boston in the first. Ooh, uh, Florida Boston. Tampa Pittsburgh, which I I don't know, I really like that. Um, New York that's and Washington, yeah. Which I know New York Washington's happened a lot. I don't, yeah. If there's one, if there's one matchup I'd like to see time and time again, it's New York and Washington. Also, just to add to that, the best thing about one of the better things about the one and eight is that you, when there is a matchup like that, it matters. 
when you have like Chicago and St. Louis, it, you know, with the way the division was set up, you almost expected it to happen. There wasn't any kind of excitement to, oh, they're playing St. Louis. This is, you know, the rivalry's back at it. It was almost predetermined. There's not much excitement. I feel that. Like it was it more just more shuffling deck chairs. Yeah, I feel like it'd be more special if you have this rivalry, okay, where it doesn't feel like it's force-fed. It's like, okay, we're going to blood exactly. it organic, but hey, we got we do have these two rivalries going out. Look how more special it is that we didn't, like, force it because of this these divisions. Toronto, Carolina. I rest my case. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 2000. I, just, I can't win. <laughs> I can't win. I just want to point out that the only reason I feel like that this playoff format is still remaining the way it is is because the NHL, and I really hate to bring it to this, but the NHL has such a hard time pulling ratings when it comes to, like, TV ratings and shooting ratings and stuff. When you have those rivalry games, it does boost their ratings. That is the literal only reason I can imagine they keep doing this. And oh, that's and all like, that. I can and I'm sorry, oh, like you okay. guys said, I'm sorry, it just comes down to you can't, it comes down to you not wanting to grow the game and you not wanting to put that effort towards making new rivalries in the league. Like, if you want to talk about just, like, random rivalries in the conference, I, I'm pretty sure you can ask any fan base. Ask any fan base. They will name two teams that you wouldn't have even thought of that they have a rivalry with. And I bet if they met in the playoffs, that shit would be lightning in a bottle. Like, I bet Toronto hates Columbus right now. Imagine if they met in the playoffs yes. at some point down the line. Yes. Like, I... Nashville fans. I can't imagine Pittsburgh and Toronto. Like you said, Tampa would play Pittsburgh, right? And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh's they... not going to be fucking happy when they play Tampa this time. Um, it's yeah. There's some rivalries in there that you didn't even know existed. And you Tampa just, and Pittsburgh kind of have a little bit of animosity from over the years, well, you know? Yeah, like that would be a that would be a fucking good matchup, man. And there's obviously divisional rivals. Like I think the Florida's one starting to the the. To like come together, yes, yes. thing. We obviously battle Pennsylvania. There's battle of Ontario back in the way. Battle of Alberta. Like so many rivalries are formed because of like interstate or interprovincial. There's also been rivalries like Detroit and Colorado, where okay, they're not really close to each other. Like they're not in the same state or province or whatever. But like just one heated game, one thing going wrong, like a bad call going the way, or someone doing something dirty, and that lasts for the fans for forever. So that's why I feel like it's important to have those to naturally let a rivalries grow. And that's what happened with, that's what happened with Chicago and Colorado in the playoffs back in the nineties, Detroit and Colorado. It was because they just happened to fucking hate each other. They that's just ended up having that. Chicago and Colorado, if we're being honest. Oh yeah. Very Colorado, Chicago, Colorado, Colorado would be a rivalry when Colorado like pretty much owned them for what I know. But Detroit and yeah. Colorado was a rivalry because they meant the 96 conference finals. I'm pretty sure Detroit had, like, the – at the time had the record for most wins, but then the Claude Lemieux uh, hit on Chris Draper, I think. Oof. Colorado Man, those games the, were bloodbaths. Yeah, Colorado <laughs> won the 96 Cup their first year there, and then Detroit went back-to-back in 97 and 98, so. Yeah. How are you – another example, how are you going to get Vancouver, Chicago? That too, yeah. Like that. Like again, these aren't teams. Oh. Like you just gotta let the rivalry naturally grow. If they mean the, the the like that's what made it so special. It wasn't like that they're in the same division where the likeliness of the meeting is more likely. Like they're they're in different divisions, but they just still happen to meet each other three years in a row. Like you gotta naturally yeah. let that happen. I feel exactly, and I and it gets like you said, it gets ruined. And I just hope 
and I hope with the what it it will like going like like we said talking about divisions. Maybe you don't have to like you said switch up the divisions, but at least playoff format. We gotta we gotta take a look at this. Yeah, I don't think there should be any switching of the divisions because skill level can be you know that that fluctuates. It fluctuates so much, and the West was better than the East just a few years ago years by ago. far. Uh, yeah, so I say just realign the playoff, fix it, bring it back to what it was. Like you don't have to do anything crazy. Literally just reset button. That's all it is. Chicago, LA, not in the same division, but they met in the conference. There you go. Hated each other for a few years, yep. and it was fantastic because they allowed them to do that. Like that because was those two teams. Final. That was the Stanley Cup final when those two teams met. But in those mm-hmm. years. That was yeah. That really was. It's funny because now I'm trying to think like since the new playoff format's been made, is there like a rivalry that's been formed? The only one I can think of is St. Louis and San Jose. That's it. Since the new playoff format's been implemented, yeah, at least that I recall. Yeah, like that's and when I say rivalry, I mean like rivalry that's not a division rival, like someone that no, 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 like. A natural rival, a natural exactly. rival, That's yeah, born out of yeah, playing yeah. each other. Maybe well, I know Vegas you... and themselves. I don't know, but <laughs> Vegas and San Jose, but again, that's divisional. Like the... exactly. I know Nashville fans but do not like Vegas. Uh, Colorado the could get there if they both get out of their own way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Vegas, Colorado would be fucking great, man. Uh, that, oh that's my god. Uh, that's like there's that's one fun. more. There is one more. Sorry, I, I forgot. There is one more. Nashville and Anaheim got, got a rivalry out of that. Somehow. That's true, yeah. They and did. they met in, like, different so, rounds. So like, I think there was one second round, third round, and first round, so. I still remember Paul Gostad's Game 7 winner in round one. So. <laughs> Some fucking oh, crazy God. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um. I, Ray Emery so days, man. There are times where it works, but I just, at the end of the day, I just feel like you could you could tinker and make something better. And I just say like that's where we should keep it, in my opinion. If y'all have anything to add, I disagree. No, I, I, again, I just yeah, I, I feel like I've made my point so clear. But just like let this let this shit happen naturally instead of like forcing it. And that's the whole thing with the NHL trying to make like quote unquote parody with like making give to be more authentic. They should take a note from the PJ's cast. Exactly. Oh, they sh- yeah, like they should hire us. Take a note from Emily Kaplan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do we have any more questions, Smitty? Because I know you. Oh saw... yeah, no, I got a bunch of questions. There. I apologize. I am. So, I am just exhausted. You're good, man. You are. No, good, you're man. good, man. So we actually kind well, of put yourself down. Right? That's my friend you're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> so we went a shit ton into Will's question, which I feel like was needed because that was a good question. Uh, we kind of answered. Yeah, it was a fantastic question, right? by the way. Thank you, Will. Oh awesome. yeah, thanks, Will. Shout out. If you listen, um, please listen. Brian was Brian. Just we answered his question, but his was just who we thought was going to win between Tampa and Florida. I thought I'd sneak that one in there. Shut I up. still think Tampa. I can't bet against them. Yeah, I think Tampa too. Until I lose, I can't bet against them. I agree. Like it's it's really hard. It's really hard, honestly. Either way, I would love to see a series between those two because it does go seven. Either way, I think the fact that Florida play. Um, and I, that's coming from a team that took them to seven with the Isles. Like, I still think the Panthers played them the best. But, anyways, um, I had a, two questions from Nick. They were the he only team saying, that could um, score goals against Vasilevsky. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. Exactly. No, no, Pierce, you're making the best point possible. They were the only team that could master firepower. 
And that's what makes Florida dangerous, I feel like. And Florida got deeper, which is scary to think about. Like, think about it. They didn't have Sam Reinhardt last year. <laughs> they didn't have Sam Bennett for half the fucking series last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, By his own fault. I don't think, like, again, like Tampa, I still think is a favorite. But if there's a team that's going to knock them off, it's Florida. Yeah, quite honestly, I, I'd say Florida is my favorite for the cup right now. I, Wait, Jimmy. 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 Jimmy, what about the Sabre? No, I'm just kidding. You're not repping you your can't What about the Leafs? Boys. What about the Leafs, my guy? Come on. Come on, dude. I've given up on that. No, I... I, I, I was walking in Toronto with my Eichel better than Matthew shirt, and I got... Dude, what, what is that guy... Is it, like, fucking Jack Quinn over whoever? Like, what is he wearing now as a shirt? Oh, <laughs> and he doesn't have Eichel anymore, bro. It can't be Eichel. Jack Quinn. Like, who is it? Oh yeah, no, remember it's Darlene. It's Darlene yeah, over Lilligren. Still in cousins. <laughs> Darlene over Lilligren. Cousins, cousins over Martyr. Michael Hutchins. No, Darlene over Sandine. We need a deeper cut. We need a deeper cut. Darlene over Sandine. The better. Mm-hmm. You're so right. The better Swedish Rasmus left-handed. Sh- Shooting defenseman that uses a warrior. Go in twenty-eight years. This sorry. is what I'm saying. First this is what I'm saying, Jimmy. There's levels of this shit. They need to figure it out. Down there, <laughs> down. The Toronto Buffalo line. rivalry goes deep, man. Oh my gosh! All right, so I actually got like. But a- no, I am betting against my boys. Yeah. Well, let's go for it. I know you're going for it. Your boys. I hope so. But um, so Nick's got a couple questions. Uh, shout out to Nick. He's, uh, first question is, so uh, the Olympic rosters, as we know, started to get announced and whatnot. He wants to know who are predictions or who do you think is going to get gold. And I don't know at the moment, personally. Russia. Like, obviously, I, what did you say? I said Russia. Russia? Time. But the KHL. They, get the, they have the KHL. Pause, aren't no, they? that's true. You know what? The KHL's on, like, pause because of COVID, so... Here's what's going to happen. The United um, States are going to win because their main goalie is going to get injured. Then Drew Kamesa is going to come in and pull Dominic. Pierce, what? I was going to say Drew Kamesa masterclass. Yeah. That's all it is. No, but then I, someone's going to get I, hurt. I They're going to play Landon Slagger. <laughs> You're Landon Slagger. That's my boy. I've renounced um, my I, citizenship. Yeah, I, I, you know what? You know what? America's pushing P. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh um, no, I, I, uh, I don't know jack shit about any of these teams, but, uh, Drew Camiso is, uh, the best goalie in, uh, collegiate hockey. He's the best goalie prospect out there. And I am so oh, happy to be able to is... get the chance to see what's him, a, uh, carry USA. T- I don't fucking know. I don't what's know. Devin Devin Levi? What is Blaine? nothing to Drew? Seven Levi, right? Like, come on, man. It's me, the biggest Drew Camiso fan in the world. Drew Camiso, truther, truther. I have not watched a single full game of Drew Drew Camiso's entire. Well, you know what, Jimmy? All you need is the stats for that one. Mm Mhm. We have to support our boys. You know, like you can never bet against your boys. The boys in blue. The boys in blue. Oh my god. Um. All I got to say about the Olympics, at least for my predictions, I don't think a team from North America is going to win. It's – I just I, – I got a feeling – you know what? I think Sweden's going to pull something out of their ass. Like, someone's going to be on that team have. that's – no. you know what? No, scratch that. Scratch that. I'm, no, I'm Czech Republic. Check. I'm going with Czech. 
I'm going with the check. The fact that they got a talent like David Krejci in that tournament with yeah. dude, I'm like I'm not even saying that ironically because I know we like to troll, but we do like to do trolling. a little trolling around here. <laughs> we like do to do a little, a little trolling around here. But I'm sorry, I so far when I look at the list of talent on every roster in the Olympics, there's not a talent better than David Krejci at the moment. And Lester County. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's funnier the second time. <laughs> There's not a talent in this entire Olympics that matches up to David Krejci. I'm taking David Krejci. <laughs> Eagle I'm God. sorry. Like, I don't think you realize the pain in my voice makes me say that David Krejci is the best talent <laughs> the in the Olympics. I need to skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp debating if David Krejci is the best talent in the Olympics or not. I'm sorry. I'm about to have like a demon come out of my throat, just like just so pissed <laughs> over like the amount of rage that I'm holding in that like this fucking pandemic is ruining like the, the one chance I'm going to get of Kane and Matthews on the big stage. I'm not too happy. <laughs> no, no. Well, Crosby and McDavid. And like, Pierce, we're not going to see like we're not going to see David Crosby like no. happening. Oh, oh my god! I'm not even pissed off about the pandemic. I'm just pissed they didn't go in 2018. Still, I won't get over that. I don't care. I'm pissed off both. I just want to be hockey. No, you're so right. You're so right. Thank you. I'm redirecting my anger towards 2018. I could have lived if they went 2018, <laughs> but like they had an excuse this year. But what was the excuse from 2018? Hatred's waking no me up, dude. And the worst part is, this was their bargaining chip on the new CDA deal. So I'm sorry. Expect a lockout, real, because the That's players are not going to be fucking man. happy with it. Happens. Just yeah. saying, like the players are not going to be as reasonable as they were on the last agreement. They, I'm Especially sorry, they didn't get the one promise they wanted. Like, look at, I'm sorry. When you have guys like Brad Marchand going into the media and being this adamant about how pissed they are to not go, it. You're not gonna have a fun time in that next CBA. You're not gonna have a good time. Exactly. They need the South Park Bank guy, or no? They need the South Park Bank guy. It's like you had all their trust, and it's and gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's man. Like I like we had all this promise, and it's just fucking the avalanche has begun. I'm sorry. If you want to go to the Olympics, you uh, can't be part of the NHL. Next. <laughs> exactly. Like I think half of this podcast dialogue is just South Park references. I mean, I'm here for it. Well, I, I love mean, it, man. South Park. No, it's, it's three S's. It's we Pierce and I talked about this. It's three S's. It's superhero, South Park, and SpongeBob. That's basically all we do around here. And if you had a fourth S, it's probably Star Wars. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, you got it there. Oh wait, you're missing the best one, the fifth one. Should be the first. Oh, well, I was going to say Schmini, but... I'm not that special. Don't even get into that. <laughs> That's my seventh one. All right. Seventh all right so let's get into the next, next question. Since, All right, hold on. Let's all make a, let's all make a boneheaded pick since you don't know anything. I'm going with the Czech Republic. That's my gold medal. Okay. What's yours? Uh, 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 d- d- China. Ooh, dude, what if China actually has a chance now? <laughs> what a master class for the Chinese government. God name it. God name it. It's like it's like They're really taking over America. I knew it. I told you, brother. They're doing it. Do 
Western Canada and hockey and Oh man! Yeah, Dude, I'm, going, I'm going. China, China made uh, China made the virus just so they could win this. Absolutely masterclass. Uh, by that. Genius are you going China? Are you fucking kidding me? Right no, 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 no. I'm going Drew Camiso. <laughs> Drew Camiso. Drew Camiso. That's all. It is. No, no. Drew Camiso, Landon Slager. I'm just supporting Drew the boys. Because he is Drew Camiso. I sure. <laughs> I I just I'm sorry. I could not care about this Olympics if I tried. I will say just, this. Also, Here to watch the prospects, man. The Canadian women's are going to come back and win the gold. Absolutely okay, man. not. Cool. Absolutely cool. not. Not a chance. You want to make a bet? Here's, I can't bet. wait to debate about the women's Olympic hockey teams. I can't fucking wait. I will make a bet on that. We'll make a bet on that. I I will lie. Right now, I'm about this. I got U.S. You got Canada. Let's go. Okay, so whoever mm-hmm. loses has to donate uh fifty dollars to Black Girls Hockey Club. How about that? I, I lost. I lost. That's, That's even better. That's even better, honestly. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about I that lost, a, while, yeah. a while, so I'm like, oh, I'm glad we brought brought it up right now. No, Pierce, I I'm... love that actually. No, it, and it's it, it's in the show and it's staying. I got the U.S. You got Canada. And we both Russia, the Russia, so Russia, Russia. Get out of here, commie. I am a commie. You know what, Jimmy? Jimmy, I was going to say mm-hmm. something. I like that you picked Russia because my last note on the Olympics is I'm curious who the next Capriol, 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 Caprizov. Capriol, the real deal, dollar bill, the thrill. Caprizov, I love him. <laughs> All right, no, we're right. NHL uh, leading scores right now from Russia, who are under the age of 25. <laughs> Brendan Leipzig. Jake for 10. Oh, man, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait Boucher. to see Alec Barabanov. Dude, yeah, the, the Reed Boucher, Brendan Leipzig, uh, fucking... <laughs> who's, the, who's the third one? Jake for 10. It's going to be a great line. You know who we have? I have a candidate. His name is Demir Jav... Far off. He has 61 points in 58 games, but this is from last year's crap. Okay. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. That was yeah. a right. So, here's the next question from Nick. It's kind of a two-parter. Um, he wants us to make like halfway point predictions, and I asked him specifically, I was like, do you want standings or just predictions in general? And he said both. So we kind of touched on this exactly. So we kind of touched on this earlier. Um, I think Pierce said it the best. The, the East is kind of locked up at this point. Like, no, yeah, there's no, no. Right after Boston, it's done. Yeah. It's done. It's just a matter of seating at this point. So I, it's going to be interesting, at least the way the East shapes out. But if Tampa healthy, they're going to have that first seat. There's just not a doubt in my mind. Like, have you seen? The, have you guys seen the way Kucherov looks back? There it is, like what three He's goals in two games beat. or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has not missed a goddamn beat. Holy just like last year when he was injured, he didn't miss a beat. He like came back and nothing happened. As if nothing happened. Exactly. And okay, how about this? At least with the Eastern Conference, if there's a team you could see that was gonna fall out, at least, who would it be? And. I'm like looking around and I got an answer. I want to hear what your all's is. It's um, going to fall out. That's just so hard to see, but I might have. Cause I think y'all are going to be gonna shocked. They're going to fall out. Oh, boy. Um, I think the Rangers are going to. 
the Rangers. I think the Rangers are interesting wow. because they are being propped up heavily by Igor Shostakovich. Yeah. Be Vesna, by the way, if we're gonna do that, the Vesna predictions, that's my dude. Favorite. Dude, it's just like I'm. Shostakovich even like gets hit by a fly and gets hurt. They're fucked. Like, there's no like their power play and their goaltending are carrying them so hard yep. right now, mm-hmm. and I just can't see a world where because like I'm sorry, look at Washington right now, who has gone through COVID hell this year has not had consistent goaltending at all and is still competing in that That's because Ovechkin, too. I know. He's doing so good, man. He's on a heart rate this year. He should be in the heart conversation legitimately. And I'm just saying there's a world where Ovechkin, Malkin's back now, Crosby's healthy. There's a world where it gets really fucking good again. Like, I think think there's a world where – they start to slip a little, and the Rangers maybe maybe don't fall out of the playoffs, but they fall into the wild card. That makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just. I so think hard. in the East, yeah, it's hard to say anybody off. falls out. Detroit is so below um, Boston, and it's I, I personally, at least, I, I feel like it's hard to say that Detroit is they they, they don't have the 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 pedigree, the, the talent, the anything. Oh shit, boy! <laughs> Damn, that's a thick ass boy. That's a thick ass boy. Yeah, bro. Look at Stevie, bro. Legendary. Well, Yo, Stevie, Stevie what's your thoughts on the up on her Stevie, money? What do you think Thank about you. the NHL? Stevie modeling, bro. Well, One just, foot stand on her money. Now she's six six. Yeah. She for the is. listeners, wow. Pierce's beautiful cat is posing for us. Yeah. She's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, no. Now she's looking at the camera. <laughs> she's like, what'd you say? Yeah, who are these people? <laughs> oh, um, my God. Your cat is adorable. Holy oh, shit. I know. All right. She's a good cat. Anyways, uh, what were we talking about? A good guy. Detroit uh, can't we do shit. We were talking about the wonderful Eastern Conference. Who is... Pierce, if you – how about this? Since I said, like, a team that's going to miss out, since you kind of said they were all locked in, who do you think is a team that could slump in the standings? That's a better answer, I feel like. Uh, or question, not answer. Uh, Apologies. Uh, b- 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 Pittsburgh. I'm just, I don't know. It's just so hard to bet against any of these Eastern teams. But I was going to say, I have no answer. I have no answer. I can't even try to say I have an answer. Go on a cold streak? I don't know. But like, Take the Western, though. He has the best answer, though. Two, three, four – I don't want to see Toronto, but Toronto's been so fucking good. Like, don't say. It. <laughs> Toronto's been doing, getting it done. You weren't supposed. I to understand. That. I understand they have not been the best, but do not tell me that team's gonna fall out of the fucking playoffs. No, no, that's playoffs. what I said. I'm like, I can't. No, nah, dude. Toronto, not don't. Me, the fact that you even but... thought that we're not friends, Pierce. We're not friends. I mean, say no more. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be friends with a Leafs <laughs> fan and a Sabres fan. You're so right. You're oh so right. God. Steve Conway would be... Steve couldn't even handle the Sabres fan part. Like, oh, no. I cannot handle this. She can't push P. She ain't pushing P. She pushing B. Exactly. Um, exactly. So the... Wait, so you're not picking one? I can't pick anybody from the Eastern Conference. There's nobody who's okay. going to fall out of that, that one to eight. I'm sorry. I just can't even, like, pretend that I think they would. Um, so, the West is so easy. Yeah. Like, the, the West... Here's the thing. The West is more interesting because it's more of... Who do you think will make it? Like predicting who's going to make it is much more interesting than guessing who's going to slip out. And I okay. So here's my game. Here's my game. Who are the wild here's card my, teams? How about that? Mm-hmm. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Yeah, I like that wild card. Team. I was going to say I was going to say bottom three, but let's just do wild cards. The last two. Um, Anaheim, it's Anaheim and San Jose right now. Um, in those positions, respectively. 
45-42 for the Ducks and Sharks. Um, I don't think Edmonton makes it. Absolutely no, I not. I no shots. I'm been, still like, still think Vancouver is going to find their way in. Bruce Boudreau is just mm. too good right now. Mm. Nah, well, nah, he's going to carry that team. Nah, Bruce Boudreau is going to carry that team, kicking and screaming into the playoffs. I'm so sure of it. Um, especially because San Jose has played. Well, here and here's another thing to keep an eye, keep in keep in mind. Uh, I just noticed this. San Jose and Anaheim have 39 and 41 games played, respectively. Calgary, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, and then Dallas going right down, 34-34-35-35. Vancouver, 38. I still think that that team is just I, – I think that they're going to find their way in. The momentum's very much in their favor. Um, but very easily could not like, – for one, that's, you know – that's not likely, but uh, San Jose and Anaheim, uh, I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to be there. If I'm picking two of those four teams of uh, the Jets, Flames, Oilers, and Stars, um, I think the Stars make it. I don't think Edmonton does. I think Winnipeg makes it. I think Cal- – well, no, no. Calgary, Dallas. Uh, I, say, I think I, would, I agree with you. Calgary. So Calgary, Dallas – hold on. Hold mm-hmm. on real quick. So Calgary, Dallas are Jimmy's two teams, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say they're mine too, just because uh, that's that's tough. There's so many teams that can make it, man. Like it's so open. See, that's fun. That's why I like this division. Yeah, or that division. Like, that's why I do like about the conference. We suck. Or at least we're interesting. At least I can make like reasoning for this, I guess. <laughs> uh, LA is another one that uh, I'm not sold on yet. But sorry, go on, go on, Trey. So I think. Um... So I'm taking a couple things into account here, I think. Um, one specifically of Minnesota. Minnesota's going to be the three seed this year. And they're going to knock St. Louis soon enough. It, it's just a matter of games played and when they get those wins, whenever they have. And at least in my personal opinion. So I think St. Louis, personally, that's, that's who I think going to have it. They're going to have like a Rangers type thing where, remember the Rangers from like 2018? Or 2017, I think, where they had like 100 and something points, but they were always going to be the fourth or the first wild card seed, no matter what. That's how I see St. Louis. And then from the second team, so stacked, so exactly right. It's just so hard to pick against. And I feel like the the central is on the level of the East. Yeah, the central could take the East in terms of competitiveness. In terms of competitiveness, yes. But mm-hmm. it's like just points. It's not. No, but no, you're absolutely not. I'm still going off of what I said in my preseason predictions. It's going to be five teams out of the central, and I just see a world where Connor Hellebuck goes on a heater, and Winnipeg's going to cards five. Hellebuck masterclass. You never doubt it when he's hot. I'm just saying. Like, the guy's got a Vesna for a reason. The guy was probably going to be the starter for Team USA for a reason. Like, I still think he should be at the All-Star game over John Gibson or any of these other quacks for a reason, but we're not going to get into Point that. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just I, those are the two teams, I think. I think at the end of the day, it's St. Louis and Winnipeg. I think five teams come out of the Central. 
So here's what I have. I'm going to go like, so Central, I think Colorado finishes first. I think the Minnesota finishes second. I think Nashville finishes third. Then St. Louis is the uh, first wild card spot. And then I think I agree with Schmidt on that one. I think Winnipeg and the, the second wild card spot just because of Connor Hellebuck. Like Dallas, I don't know. Like they might not even have John Klingberg going forward. So yeah, so that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. It was so funny was- watching. It's so funny watching him play the other day, just knowing he does not want to be there. He is yeah. playing hockey for this team, and he does not, he is openly does not want to be there. <laughs> that is so weird. It's got to be tough for that locker room, man. It really Pacific, has to be. Pacific Division, I think it goes Vegas, L.A., and then Calgary. Wait, which one? The Pacific. So Vegas. Wait, which one? What do you mean? I don't know what you're trying to get at. Specific. <laughs> it's a bad joke. Oh, I'm, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Of all people, you would catch up. No, I, no, I was, I was. You're supposed to, to help accept my bad humor. Come on. No, I was trying to list it off. I was trying to list off the facts, and you're coming at me with my. Comments. I'm a leftist. I don't like facts. Okay, come on. Anyways, yeah, number one, I got Vegas. Uh, number two, I would go LA, and I think Calgary sneaks back in there. I don't think Anaheim or San Jose make it. Like Anaheim's really been slumping, and San Jose, I don't know where. Like Calgary, like earlier on in the season, they were so dominant, and like it's. Hard to bet against Daryl Sutter teams. Like, they've only played three, four games. They've missed some time to pro- COVID protocol. So, I think if, like, Markstrom turns it back on and, like, the, their top guys start performing, I could see them sneaking into that third place. So, yeah, that's, that's what I have. And then that means, like, Edmonton's going to miss. San Jose's going to miss. But we kind of expect that same with What? Edmonton's going to miss? What? What? Yeah, because it's Surely. not going to go for because Jimmy, Surely it's not even going to go for it. No, GM's Jimmy, you, can, all, you can't pick and it. choose, don't you know, eh? You're so right. You're so right. Every other GM's like, hmm, maybe we should, you know, go get players and pick and decide decide ourselves that this is the year. And then Ken Hall is just like, I'm tired. Mm, it's, not, it's, not it's not the year. It's a great story, but I don't think they make it. Like, they're going to fall just short if they do. Ken Holland is so relatable because that man literally just goes, do I feel like it this year? Let's just, let's 2020 was in my year, maybe 2023. I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna take a nap on this one. I'm just gonna take a rain check. Can we, can we, can we just 2023 maybe? You'll, you'll still be here, Connor. Okay, cool. cool thanks. Okay. Oh Connor, you ought to see this. I signed so, a vendor team. Anyways, um. Oh. So I gotta. Oh. What's gotta, the next question? So the next question, um. So I get. So actually, Nick had like a two-parter with that one. So like, we did our standings predictions, obviously. He wanted, so he was just wanting like second half predictions, and I I asked him like what he wanted specifically, and he said, at least to an extent, what I got out of it was like, what do you think would be like the biggest surprise for the second half of the season? So, um, my personal one is I think Aaron Eckblad's going to be a Morris finalist over one of McCarr, Fox, or Hedman, and it's going to shock a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, my second half prediction has has been, you know, the Canucks make the playoffs. Because I, I can't really think of anything. I mean, it could be, like, player-wise. Like, you think Nazem Kadri is no, going to get 130 days? That's fucking weird, because that's I was thinking of Nazem Kadri. I, I think my... I know how your leaf sprain worked. I know. <laughs> Stop it! Relax, relax. Um, I, you know what? I don't. I'm gonna make one. 
Um, not that I necessarily think is going to happen, but one that I hope happens. Um, I want Nazem Kadri breaking that top three, and I want him staying there the rest of the year. That would be no, that'd be so great. That'd be so great, man. I don't care about Leafs lost to trade. I don't give a shit. I just want Nazem Kadri to succeed. So nice to see him after that dumb fucking shit he did last year. Nice to see him just back on the horse. It's nice to see that, man. Two things about that. One, Nas mm-hmm. being top three and scoring in a contract here would be fucking hilarious because he would make so much money. Two, <laughs> I know at least they're going to trade Marner for Kadri. <laughs> exactly. Two, nothing would make this better than him getting suspended in the first round of the playoffs. Stop it. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay? Very kindly. Jimmy, Very I have kindly. a master's. Jimmy, I have a doctorate degree. I know this. I know this. (laughs) Oh my god! I want to see everyone suffer, and it be hell. You're literally like the you're the green fucking goblin of sports fans. (laughs) Oh my god! My don't my picture wakes me up. That's sensitive. Kadri to the rest of the league when they think he's changed. (laughs) Finally, everyone's like. Wait, what if he still does this in the playoffs? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kylo Ren watching him every year. But you're still holding on. <laughs> he can't let go, bro. He can't let go. He's still the like I said. This podcast is four S's, and it will never change. <laughs> South Park, SpongeBob, Super Gross, Star Wars. That's fine. It's the fab. Right, sorry, it's a fab five because sometimes we talk about sports because we like to be a sports podcast. Or at least- <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, that's, that's in there. <laughs> and another S for social justice warriors. No, <laughs> we got the sixth man of the year. <laughs> um, but Pierce, what's your what's your uh, bold prediction for the second half of the season? Um, After uh, we got the, I like Nas and Kadri top three. Legit. I do like that. Did you guys hear the uh, amazing call uh, from the Avalanche announcer on his uh, shootout winner the other day? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I like that or if it makes me want to crawl out of my skin. It, it's a very fine line. I keep going over it. I like it, it more than some of his own calls. Let's just put it that way. It's, I think it's because it's him. <laughs> him. I, Colorado announcers. I fear not. My, my life. My life uh, is a hockey fan. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> my, my hockey fandom, I've only had Colorado announcers being just dipshits. <laughs> There's, I, I will say it time and time again. I love that they're entertaining. I love that you know they have that energy. But personally, I'm so on and off with them. And more times than not, it's I put on that game and I just want to chop off each of my fingers individually. It's so just That's insufferable. Hot. It's not. It's really not. But I'm glad you think so, pal. I have my take. I not only one, but I have two. Uh, Brandon Hagel is going to be a top ten scorer in the league. Brandon Hagel is going to get seventy points. (laughs) No, and we should not trade him for a first round pick if given. That's a reasonable number. Brandon Hagel is going to get sixty points before Dylan Secura does, and I love it. It's it's really good to see. (laughs) Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. My prediction is Alex Nadokovich will win the Calder Trophy because he is eligible for it again. He was eligible for it last year, but he didn't play enough games, I think. I fucking 
So I hate this league. You <laughs> found a way to end. You found a way to end this podcast with another reason why I don't like this league. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, that's the main reason why. I just you know, uh, Matt Murray actually did it. He actually won the Cup as a rookie twice uh, because uh, 25 games and uh, yeah, something, something. Michael Bunting is a rookie. Fuck you. Like, I don't – I hate this thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just spewing out any thought. I, I Michael Bunting is not a rookie. Michael Bunting is not a rookie. Can we, can we get over this? You sound like – you sound like every motherfucker that hated Panarin like five years ago. <laughs> I, I hate it because it's just like, it's stupid. Like, Panarin is fine because, like, he's Artemi Panarin. That guy was balling on different levels. That shit was fun yeah. to watch. Michael Bunting is just, he he's a good role like player on the Leafs. He's a good role player. And everyone's like, ah, I think Bunting might be a, might have a case for the Calder there. I'm like, All right, stop, <laughs> stop. But, he is in the league with Trevor Zegers. No. No, I'm not going to. Am I even going to hear You could go the three rookies from one team, Nadelkovic, Sider, and Raymond. That's why I chose Nadelkovic. Because why not? Why not? I want, I want I like those that, three. Honestly, because, hey, let's put it this way. If you want a dark horse in the Eastern Conference, if Ned starts like performing at like a Hey, they're at Batman 500, so if there's a team that's going to knock out an Eastern Conference. That's all we want to be is Batman 500, baby. Ned leads Delkovich. You'll love him. Okay, here's my second hot take. Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup. Tuka Rask gets constantly shuts up all the Boston Bruins fans. And Leon, who cares? Florida and, he hands, and he hands it to Taylor Hall, and they beat the Maple Leafs on the way there again. Fuck! I... Oh, the worst friends. The worst friends. <laughs> the worst people. Actually, the worst. Reddit... Fuck on from it. Destiny or I'm not hearing shit. Oh, no headphones. This... I'm not listening. I'm I pretend not I do not. I'm hear. not no. <laughs> I can't. Why does everybody hate the Leafs? I can't understand why nobody likes the Leafs. It just does not. Nobody takes me cereal. Nobody takes Oh my God. Well, yeah, those remember, are- last, I remember like the other day when uh, there was that tweet that's like, there's always one person in the group chat that gets bullied by everybody else. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was just like, I don't know what I was doing, actually. I was probably just at home, you know, just chilling, whatever. You're you probably know. watching a movie. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and so I, I just look at my phone. <laughs> I just... I go on Twitter because I'm like, you know, like maybe today will be the day that I'm happy. Um, <laughs> first notification. Hey, Jimmy, I think it's you. <laughs> from, from Wally. From Wally Maz of Hockey Twitter. <laughs> of all people, like when he said that, I knew I was just fucked. I knew that like, that was like the nail. That was the 10th nail in the coffin. And he taught, he, this motherfucker put me an extra six feet down just to do it. That shit was evil. Oh my gosh. I can't stand these. I, how can I be a hater when I'm getting hated? I don't like it. It's Not fair. Nice for for it. That's being a Leafs fan. How can... <laughs> how yeah. can I hate when I'm being hated because you're a Leafs fan? <laughs> I'm not. figured it out. We figured it out. 
being a Leafs fan is like being a, just like being white. I'm like, I know why. I know why I'm a problem. I get it. Okay, I get it. Fuck. Oh yeah, I think there's. <laughs> yes, we have two more questions. I'm trying to. I, I that was maybe the most incredible comparison I've made in my life. I am so tired. I'm so unbelievably tired. We're you know what? Yeah, we're all the Leafs. We are the Leafs forever. Let me. I need to read off. I need to read it off. Hold because up. Hold we, up. Hold we up. We don't have the passion though. Hold up. I need to find uh, my beautiful. Where is it? Where is it? Hey! Here we go. Where's the Jeopardy? As loyal Leafs fans, we never give up. We never surrender. We root for our team, for better or worse. No matter the circumstances, we stand proud of our team until the end. Two exclamation points. Hashtag Leafs forever. All right. Hashtag well, hashtag. next question. <laughs> After we got go Leafs. Go Leafs. Go Leafs. Um... I got a question from Hakeem, and he was asking, this is more specific, honestly, and I know we don't like to harp on the Seth Jones trade and don't like to go back to it and don't like to have revisionist history, but he genuinely wants to know our thoughts on how Adam Boquist is doing this season, because he is having a fantastic season. He has, I think, seven goals. Uh, this season. He's bad, so he's better. That's like very good. Pardon me? Oh, I just say, I think he has more goals than the whole Blackhawks defense combined, though that might have changed. Funny when he doesn't know how to play defense. Ha! Adam Busquist. Yeah, Busquist. Apparently, he doesn't have the proper conditioning, according to the front office, at least. Adam Busquist, because that might make me Busquist, I'm telling you. Anyways, um, I (laughs) think... Adam Boquist is doing very well, but he's also doing it in third pairing minutes, whereas Seth Jones is putting up similar numbers, but is also playing first number one defense. Like he's playing the most minutes in the NHL. So hell, like there's there's a world where Adam Boquist may never be as good as Seth Jones. At least isn't it crazy that when Seth Jones is good, that those minutes actually matter? Like he's playing shit ton of minutes. They're all good minutes. Twenty five plus minutes a night. It's just funny to me because he's been doing this, he's been playing these many minutes for so long, and yet now he, all of a sudden we're like, hey, this is great. He's playing top. He's playing this many minutes. He's playing so many minutes, and he's actually doing well. And I, I, I feel like no, like I don't know. Did you see I don't know, Jay man. Fresh I can't believe we're at this point. Did you see the Jay Fresh thing where it's like most overrated defenseman? Seth Jones was number one. And I'm like, I do not agree with that at all because, like, if anything, he's been underrated this season. Out. Holy shit, dude! Like, I we have said this from day one. And anybody with a lot, like just with a brain, will I feel like anybody who is just going to be rational about this as a whole? He's been good this season. Yes, he's been one of the most overrated defensemen for a long time. But if, like, is, was this was he doing this for this season, or is this like a long term thing? Because long term, long term, I agree. But we're yeah, I know. I, I still hear him harping on this shit every five seconds. It drives me nuts. I'm putting five dollars towards this guy's fucking Patreon to get his his sheets, and I have to see this, this stupid oh, shit on my timeline, man. Okay. Jay Fresh is the ultimate love. He's one of the ultimate love and hate relationships for me. I God, man. <laughs> Sometimes he just needs to pipe the fuck down. Jimmy, relax. What? I wasn't asking you about Seth Jones. I was asking you about Adam Boquist. Oh, no, yeah. I'm just having to get 
on that topic really quick because we were talking about that. I need to say that. But Adam Bofist about the other player, really. I don't I don't I don't know. He scores a lot of goals right now. Good. Cool. I'm happy he's succeeding. (laughs) He's he's succeeding. He's doing what he's capable of. I'm glad he's shutting people up. Nice. Like both of them are shutting their doubters. Both of them are shutting their doubters up. It's great. Bokefist uh, is the defenseman that we... We wanted both players to just succeed, though. But my problem with the trade has always been the assets they gave up, that first-round pick. Yes, Seth Jones could be great. It's great this year. He might even live up to that contract if the salary cup rises. Why are we playing football during the pandemic? (laughs) Oh, my God. It was always... (laughs) Like, giving up up Adam Bokefist, Cole Sillinger, and potentially another future top six, top four guy, is that worth it for Seth Jones? No. Because especially... Maybe for a top two defenseman, if you had the assets in your system where it's like, okay, we got some good prospects, we could get rid of that. But the Blackhawks weren't in a position to do that. They don't have any prospects. That's why. Anyways, like yeah. Adam Bokefist, I think it's great that he's doing good in Columbus, but he's also doing it third period minutes. I would like to see him do it maybe in a significant role, and I think he could. So, yeah. I agree. I'd like to see him get a legitimate stint with Rowenski for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just give him a five-game stint or they are on pairing. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've always, exactly, we've always talked about this when the trade happened. We always, like, I feel like Pierce, you and I immediately gravitated towards the fact that Gabrikov could just be a safety blanket for him. And that's kind of what they went with, basically. At least from the way I've seen Bokos be deployed. I don't know if he's been playing with different partners lately, but, um. Yeah, I'm not sure it was, like, more of a common partner is, so. Yeah, I just hope, main thing with Bokos is, like, confidence and health. Because if his health goes down and he has to stout a while, that never helps his confidence. But, like, when he's got his confidence, man, the dude can shoot the puck. Man, the dude is wired offensively. And he's showing up for Columbus. So I feel like it, it's an even trade for now up until the de- up until the end of the season, at least, when we see what the draft picks are. Bokefist and Jones, man, like, they're, they're, they're just so in their own heads, man. It, I mean, it makes more sense with Bokefist because he's younger, but holy shit, if those two guys could just, like, just just straight vision, not be all over the place mentally, I mean, holy. I mean, I can't wait till they figure it out. I can't wait till they figure it out. Seth is definitely, yeah, Seth's definitely closer there, but with Bokefist, man, when he gets there, he's going to really get there. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the last question is really dumb and it's a troll. My friend was asking me why I called Jimmy Garoppolo a porn star Jimmy. And uh, he did a porn star. It's pretty simple. All right. And that's all it, I have to no, say. Dude, no, dude, look at no. No, to, to quote Trey, <laughs> why did my girl moan when they showed a close up of Jimmy Garoppolo? Listen, man. Porn star Jimmy. star Jimmy does porn star Jimmy things and he won his game today. So. Yes, he did. That's all I can do that. God, who is it? <laughs> Who did they play? But, uh, that was my laundry list of questions. They played the Cowboys in one today. So, yeah. Yeah, football. Am I right, everyone? <laughs> Pierce loves football. Yeah, yeah Pierce. Pierce, uh, what's your favorite NFL team? Uh, I don't know, man. I really like the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. I think just being the first team in Canada, I think it's really, uh, Bro, come on. I That's don't a baseball know. team. That's a baseball team, pal. Bro, come on, bro. I don't know that much. You're funny. You're funny. Oh, my God. Is your favorite Pierce name? Five NFL players. NFL players. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 
uh, Antonio Brown and Robert Gronkowski. <laughs> name five others. Okay, name ten. Name ten others. Let's go. You really, you really should. I don't know. You're bullying me. I've broken this man. All okay. it took was football. It was American football uh, to break Canadian. Um, J- who is it? Jalen Hurts. Everyone was shitting on Josh Allen. That's eight. Stop, stop. I love how Jalen Hurts see you as the man that everyone's shitting on. Yeah, like, that's I your, that's your... Like yesterday. I'm like, why everyone hate this man for? No, that's, no, that's today. Was it yesterday? I think it was today. Earlier today, he played. Uh, I don't know who they played, but they got no. The Eagles shit the bed. It was. Uh, I woke up here, and it's just Eagles fans having constant meltdowns on the <laughs> timeline. And you know, Philadelphia meltdowns are special. So oh, they're one of a kind. They're good beautiful. stuff. Absolutely. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's three. Uh, I'm gonna give you a free card space, Joe Shiesty. Um, <laughs> fucking. Uh, oh, is he still naming NFL players? You have four. You have four. You have four. Come on, honey. Come on, honey. No, no, no. Ten more. Ten more? Yeah. Ten How many more? you get? Hell no. Hell no. I, I'm <laughs> this is literally proof that all you have to do to a Canadian to break them is just show them American football and make them think about it for five seconds. Their brain fries. Hey, 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 Jimmy. You hey, tell him it, it's hey, that, hey, and you hey, tell an American Jimmy, about... so hmm? smart. Name all the capitals for the provinces in Canada. Fine. Vancouver. Uh, Toronto. Boom. I mean, you got you got one right. Toronto. It's all about Toronto, but it's just Toronto. The who? Always has been. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's just not... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hear more Toronto shit. I'm going to hey, actually... Hey, Jimmy, if you like Toronto so much, why don't you move there and bury it? Ugh. Leave. <laughs> stop, stop. Pierce, Pierce has one miss of a joke and, and thinks that he's horrible. Yeah. Have you watched me do this podcast? Have you have you heard the stupid shit that I say? Like, <laughs> podcast oh, in, podcast out. You're, you're, you're spending facts all the time. Right. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, before we we all have, <laughs> before we okay. all have like mental breakdowns, we should we should probably end the show. Too late. You did, too did late. you see me while we talked about Toronto, oh, buddy? I've, I've, well, I've been before broken. we all have another one, we should we should uh, close her out. So, um, uh, uh, do you like uh, what do you about pineapple on pizza? <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Shut up. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, now that you've made it through all the wings, the gauntlet, what do you have to say to the audience? Are you working on anything? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you. No. <laughs> well, no, my life's in shambles. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, you know, me and me and Schmitty will get to that Cape shit podcast one year. It'll happen eventually. Um, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm just a man going through life, just experiencing it. It's about it. Pushing P, you know, the usual. I did mention, uh, yeah, no, um, new job's going well, you know, life's kind of, it, it, yeah, right now I think the world's just kind of like calm, you know, I, I think that we're at the point with this pandemic, and you know, listen, 
I could be saying this from a place of privilege. I know that you know my my situation is a lot better than a lot of people's with this uh, this pandemic. But I but overall, it just feels like we're. Um, I, I don't want to say that we're getting closer to an endemic. I have no idea. You know, I just want to say that. But it just kind of feels like things are a little more calm right now. We've kind of accepted that this is where we are. Omicron spreading like crazy. It's not as nearly as deadly as the you know variants that came before it. Thank God, it's you know more manageable. Very manageable if you have your vaccine, but I will not get political. Um, yeah, it's um, it just kind of feels like uh, the world is kind of accepting where we are. We're all just kind of collectively accepting um, that this is where we are. It's you know, it's not going to be hopefully not a ton longer till we're uh, you know able to have our masks off. Um, that is going to take some compliance from a lot of people that won't be compliant, but um. It, it just kind of feels like the world's a little bit like this year in general, it just kind of feels like the world's been a little bit um, less crazy. Or maybe it's the fact that we've just accepted that the world's crazy and this is just our normal. Honey just released a song saying that God kept him alive so he could beat the shit out of Pete Davidson. I mean, that's where we're at. Pete so. Davidson won. He already won. He gets Kim and he gets mentioned in a Kanye song. He already won. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I won. can't really argue that. I mean, that's the thing at the end of the day, man. Like, any dude, anybody could, pe- could beat the shit out of Pete Davidson. Okay, well, he's still fucking, yeah, he's still you, fucking you, your ex wife. He's still yeah. fucking your ex wife, dude. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking Julia Fox. <laughs> and he's making Julia Fox his rabbit, basically. Like, just like, he's doing, he's doing what he did with Kim, but with like no motivation. It's not like, oh, I'm going to help you, you this person who's big, I'm going to help you to a new level. He's just taking Julia Fox. At, wait, hold up. What? You see, it might be thing? in the Oscars now, apparently. That's a thing. No, stop, Kanye. I don't, I don't know if that. No, 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 no. Uh, <clears throat> oh, fuck off. I don't. Kanye hosting the Oscars. Oh. Not Kanye, Pete Davidson. They gave him an Oscar. No, I don't need either of those two there. I don't. I do not need that woven into the Oscars. Oh, and God. I just had no. to say, Wes Anderson had the best movie of all time. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dune, Dune, don't even know. I'm gonna let you finish, but John Watts directed one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time. Best picture, my ass. Anyways, I can't wait for it. Let's 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 close her out. So, thank you for tuning in. Please give us a five-star rating on your preferred podcast program. Don't, also, give us a good review. Please just give us a rating. Uh, give us just dude, just feed into our narcissistic egos. Just dude, even if you give us a it, rating, please. like just like. Just give us zero stars. Be like, haha, you guys suck. LOL. Like, hey, if you think we suck, tell us, and uh, we'll try to uh, tell them what it is. Anyways, uh, yeah, peace out, y'all. Have a good week.